He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. My message to the, the CEOs, the CEOs is, you know, at seventy-four million dollars, you know, collectively earning that, you know, how many yachts can they need, you know, to to, yacht, to water uh, ski behind it? You know, I mean, it's just crazy. You know, I don't. That's my message. <laughs> okay, I'm Drew Berquist. This is my show. That was John Fetterman trying to speak again, which is just always so fun. How, how how frequently have you water skied behind a yacht, Tom? Uh, let's. See. It's been a while. Um, I'm gonna say uh, never. The only, the only like unique sort of water skiing image that I can conjure up is Jimmy Buffett once water skied behind his seaplane. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> so I'm a frequent naked water skier. Last time I did it here in Florida, which is the last time I did it in Florida, by the way, because I don't like water skiing down here. Just with all the creatures. The parasites and stuff. Well, yeah. parasites, and you've got snakes and gators and all sorts of stuff. And we were in a, a lake. I think I've told this before, but we're out at this lake in the middle of Florida. So I, of course, drop trow and I'm skiing. <laughs> and I'm I'm out there, and my friend's parents are like, why do we invite him here? And <laughs> but but they but well, I think they enjoyed it because they still talk about it years later. But I'm out there and there's these two cute old men in a tiny little fishing boat, like a little dinghy, and I'm way outside the wake, just go whipping by him, leaning into the rope, waving. I, I hope none of them died. It might have been a lot for them that morning, but <clears throat> I digress. Here we are talking about naked water skiing. We have a show to do, I think. Or should we just do? I, we just had an ice cream party right before the show. Ice cream parties an, are great. An ice cream social. Thank you, Tom. Should we call it? It was delightful. Yeah, ice cream social. Yeah. Uh, we got to mingle, the three of us. Wednesdays <laughs> are ice cream social days. Mark it down. That's what's happening. We got a lot to get into today. A lot to get into today. We're going to hit the headlines here in a little bit. We got Bobert stuff. We got Biden stuff. We got all sorts of stuff. We're going to talk about this continuing resolution. If you, if you, if you thought you're going to get out of Wednesday without talking some CR action, you were dead wrong, because that's what we're going to do. We're going to do that. We've got a bunch of stories, some international stuff, some cultural stuff in the final hour. As usual, if you're over in X Spaces, we're damn glad you're here. We will get to you in the second part of each hour. So hang tight. If you put your hand up in the first hour, that's great. You just got to keep it up longer. Uh, it's not us ignoring you. We just, that's how we do the show. So we're going to do that before we dive into all of it, folks. Be smart with your finances. I tell you this every day. I tell you for a reason. Joe Biden and his goons are an absolute disaster for this country, but not just for this country, for your bank account, for your IRAs, your 401ks. The good news is, is there's a solution for it. There's an entirely legal tax loophole. All you got to do is call my friends at American Alternative Assets. They will give you a free wealth protection guide. They will explain how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar and transition some, all, whatever you want to do of your funds over into gold and silver IRA style. 833, the number two USA gold. Again, that's 833-287-2465. Or you can visit protectfrombiden.com. All that information is on, was on the screen. Um, and it's back. And it's gone. Back. Gone. I'll stop. Uh, <laughs> you, yeah. you can continue to the damn sponsor. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, Give, give him a call. Uh, okay, so let's kick things off here with some headlines. 
And we're going to start with Lauren Boebert again. We talked a lot about Boebert on Tuesday. And she was coming back. I don't know if it was from that trip or a different one, but she was at the airport. Looking very cute, might I add. Good for you. Um, and this is what she said to a reporter at the airport. Take a listen. From, I know it's you know been a rough week. Or has it been? Uh, you know, it's, um, it's always hard whenever um, there's gravity put on the voters. I'm here to provide levity burdens off of people so anytime that they're carrying mine it's something that you know, I kind of feel deep inside but ultimately all future date nights have been canceled and um, I learned to check party affiliations uh, before you go on a date uh, but all in all um, you know it was, uh, it was mostly a lovely time and you know I've taken responsibility for my actions um, I'd love to know how the, the musical ended and I encourage people to go and see it but um, How are the voters taking it? How are the voters taking it right now? Are they understanding at this moment? Yeah, there's a lot of folks who are certainly understanding, um, and they understand that it was a part of my my personal life, my private time, something that I rarely indulge in. And uh, yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so wait a minute here. You you didn't know he was a Democrat, according to that, and you've broken up with him allegedly. But you're saying I should check the voter registration for a go on. So you didn't know he was a Democrat, but you, you you were good with him going right to feeling you up in public and ramming your hands into his crotch. I just feel like that doesn't really jive. Maybe it's true, but if it's true, then that's not a good look for you either. I, I, there, this is a no-win proposition, right? I mean, Tom, how often do you? Well, I don't know. We shouldn't ask this question. <laughs> It's but, too late. You've already yeah. you've already How started. Do you go? I mean, you, first first if it's a first date, you don't go right to let me touch things. You now, I'm not saying you don't want to, but there's there's some there's some social rules, and if you do, you typically don't do it in a crowded theater. But but if you if you typically if you didn't know that much about him, that says something else about you. If you went right to those levels, right? It does, and it does it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've been. Out of the dating scene for so long that you don't yeah, say it, it, was, <laughs> it was normal that you wouldn't do that, you know, that you wouldn't just start, you know, copping a feel on your first date. But now, you know, with the advent of Tinder and plenty of fish and everything else, it <clears throat> are you okay? Some, yeah, I guess I'm caught in my <laughs> we have a hookup culture. So it might be socially acceptable now to go on a date with somebody who you met through Tinder or Plenty of Fish, knowing what you're getting into when you go out on that date. No, uh, yeah, I, I have friends who are active on <laughs> Tinder, and especially when I was in the film industry, people would be flying into, you know, working films, and they'd be looking like, I bet you I could get a, a handy from this, and like, whatever, man. And then I'd come back the next night, like, yeah, it actually went further. Like, you just met her, but that, that's like the new norm. Okay. True. We do have a hookup culture. I hate that, by the way. Yeah. Take, take your phone and instead of swiping left or right, just put the fucking thing down. Okay? Go be a normal person. But we have that culture. I get it. All right. I get it. But there's also still, and, and it could be, it's a double standard, right? To an extent, you're also still a public figure. If, you're, if, if you found this dude, which I don't buy that for one second on a date, dating app like that or a hookup app like that, it's, you're, you still got to know that... <laughs> You're a public figure. It's going to be treated differently. It, 
Right. I, and I'm not saying they met on one of those apps. I'm just saying that's the mindset, that if you're going out with somebody after a couple of times you've talked to them, we don't know what their text messages were. We don't know what the phone calls that they had. They, you know, And like I said, you know, being so far removed from dating, especially now, I don't know what the you know normal course of a conversation would be to lead one to think that you know when we go out you know i i'm definitely smashing tonight yeah but the one thing that i really can't stand about this story especially not not the story in general but the clip that we just played it was from tmz and i keep talking about how we have taken politicians and morphed them into celebrities and now we have a celebrity website you know, or some uh celebrity website tracking down politicians and i know that you know it's a pretty salacious story but it's this melding of politicians and celebrity that i think is just such a toxic mix it is it, it no it is well every, look what's not toxic these days in our country particularly when it comes on, to the cultural front i do love it when they have in the past chased down lindsey graham that shit's amazing <laughs> yeah. it's so it's so good but look i mean at the end of the day, we're going to move on from this. A lot of people said this week, Drew, you were hard on, on Lauren. Drew hates Lauren. This, that. I don't look, I don't hate Lauren. I don't think I was rough on her either. I just was factual and giving my two cents on it. Uh, I, 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 it was a bad moment. I said it was a bad moment. Said I don't stand with her like others do. That doesn't mean I hate her. I hate all politicians. So it's not just exclusively her. Glad we settled that. You don't hate Hank Johnson. No, that would be racist. What about Doug Burgum? Doug Burgum's eyebrows. If I could just nestle up in there on a cold winter's eve, that would be great. <clears throat> well, uh, we were talking about this off camera. It would be last thing, but I had uh, found the longer version of the clip, and she was singing out loud. She was dancing. There was a lot of other things that were happening up until that moment. And so, there, you know, it's it's what else was going on? What other, what other factors were there? And then it led up to that moment. That was just the icing on the cake. Probably bad. Probably shouldn't. But anyway, there was icing that night. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty convinced. I, I don't know that I could, could be convinced otherwise that there was no culmination of that evening. They were they were already rowdy, ready to go. That, I think that dude might have gotten dated, but I think it ended well for him in the end. Really? You think he ended up putting it in her? I wasn't going to say it that way. Uh, well, we found it. Be safe. Yeah. Be free. Uh, all right, let's, let's move on. Yes, I do, Tom. That's my, if I had to bet. Thank you, Tom. That, I had to bet. You said the one thing that none of us were willing to say. Yeah. Uh, so let's transition to, I think, some encouraging news. We've got, it's not encouraging that our culture's at the point where it is uh, on any front. But you've got all this 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 crap, you know, with transgenders and and mixed gender bathrooms, yada yada. And usually there's walkouts because you've got a bunch of dumb kids whose teachers and or their parents and and social media has told them that reality and science don't matter anymore. So they get caught up in these fairy tales. Well, this time we had hundreds of Pennsylvanian uh, high school students who staged a walkout to protest boys using girls' bathroom. Here was the scene.
love it, right? You're it, a lot of participation now. In fairness, they're getting out of school, and who likes school? So they're doing it. But we got to have pushback. There's there's all of this happening on the other side, and we're supposed to sit back and and just let it happen. And and our our kids, our youth, adults too, are are told just you know kind of just just leave it alone, leave it alone. No, don't leave it alone. It will fester and grow. And and I like seeing it being pushed back on. I like seeing our youth, even if a small percentage of them really cared about that. I like seeing someone in the younger generation making a good decision because it leads me, although I'm not there yet, it leads me to think that there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> the younger generations who have, have had a pretty bad go so far. Yeah, with the amount of people and amount of kids that were heading out there, I'm sure some have very strong feelings about it. Others just wanted to cut school. We see that all the time with like, oh, we're protesting guns, and it's like, you know, three or four kids like holding banners. And you know, when you start, when you watch the video, you're watching it down, and you get toward the end, and you see the stragglers, they're like, yeah, you know, whatever. I'm just going to cut class because I don't want to be there. And I'm just going to, you know, walk out because I don't want to spend any time there. Yeah. And, you know, it does give you a lot of hope for, you know, the, the next generation that they have an understanding of what reality and fantasy are. And they get it. And they don't want any part of it. The one thing I don't like, and I know there's really no way around it, the the parent participation and like the clapping and the you know the filming of it and just like being involved this whole culture of like helicopter parenting and i get it you know but i've just i'm so uncomfortable with it i'm uncomfortable when the left does it and i'm uncomfortable when the right does it it just bugs it bugs it bugs tom cunningham <laughs> I, look, I i don't i don't love helicopter parenting that that's for sure um, but at least they're 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 clapping for the right thing in this case. I wish. The, I mean, and, and in fairness, if you're going to do it, have more people there because it sounded like just a bunch of golf claps. It was it was it was quiet. But I, I, I'm not for that either. I'm also not for protests. Again, you know my pause. I think protests are gay. I don't think they do much. If you feel good doing it, that's great. You do you. But it's better than having parents clapping there and being like, my son Jared's on his period this week. Isn't this like like because you get the other. Right. And 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 that's way worse to me than I'm just uncomfortable with parents participating with teenagers. And I go back to a story. This happened years ago, back when I was married, living down in uh, the South Florida. Can we just pause? You are just to protect you here. You are still married. This was a yeah. different marriage. Yeah, my, my first marriage. Yeah. <laughs> so I, we lived in a subdivision. We had this big fountain out there. And every so often, you know, it was like a rite of passage. Kids from the high school would come in and throw you know, detergent in the fountain just suds it up. And one day I was driving by there and there was a parent who was parked as the, as the kids were dumping, you know, the detergent into the fountain to suds it. And I'm like, this is so lame. You have a parent who is like driving the kids to do this. It's like, you're, they're like, now it's like the parents are like participating along with the teenagers, which it just should just be like a, a teenage prank but the parents somehow feels like they're friends with, with their kids and want to participate in the prank as well. That really rubbed me the wrong way. And that was, you know, several, you know, almost probably more than a decade ago. But it's just gotten worse over the years. This this sort of parental participation with teenagers just. And how do you feel about it now? I, I, it's gotten worse. 
to me it's horrible it's like how your kids are never gonna you know be able to do anything on their own if they're especially like doing a prank and now all of a sudden mom's involved with your prank it is like the lamest thing ever did you talk to anyone about it when this happened i think we should put tom down on the couch let's put you here yeah let's put you laying down uh no it's 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 clearly made an impact on you Um, yeah no it's just lame it's it's a lame way of parenting when you think that you're a teenager as an adult and you want to participate in something especially like a prank that your child is doing it's just it 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 shows that you have some kind of arrested development issues yourself well and yeah yeah i i I don't disagree i don't disagree i think a lot of i mean the term adult really isn't a term anymore i mean we just we have a lot of people with with issues and there's a lot of parents who fit that very category that you've got and there's some that of course go the opposite direction and are are, are just boring as hell. But um, but I agree. I, stay out. Let the kids be kids. Yeah. I, you know, it, it, getting back to it, my son was playing soccer at a very young age. His team got drilled like 10 to nothing, right? And at the end of it, the parents, the moms came out and did this thing called a mommy tunnel oh, where I they put those. their hands up like that and the kids jazz walked. hands. Yeah, well, they're, yeah. They're, oh, they linked them together. They to linked make them it together. And I'm like, look, they lost. There should be nothing special about this occasion. Yeah. It's, it's, it should sting, it should hurt, and you should not want to experience it again. And then to have this mommy tunnel is like, it, so it's just this whole natural progression that I've seen, you know, for my kids. And just, you know, experiencing life and how there's just been this this weird sort of turn to, like, mitigate any pain whatsoever. And then also for parents to participate as if they're a peer of their own child is really weird. Yeah. No, uh, fair point. I hate those tunnels, too. I hate those tunnels. We got to be honest. Number six probably should be put down. That one, not a great future. Like, be realistic. Uh, KJP, not realistic. <laughs> went on state media this week and made quite the claim about Joe Biden's current investigations, the impeachment inquiry, all of that. Take a listen to what the token press secretary had to say. And let me just say, it is a no evidence impeachment inquiry. It is baseless. There's no evidence. Even Republicans in Congress have said there's no evidence. It doesn't exist. And so that's the thing that the American people need to also realize. There is nothing there. So once again, we're being told no. No evidence, which is hilarious. Just look the other way, right? Don't worry about it. As we talked about the other day, th- three mansions that the Bidens have, 5,400-plus emails with fake names on them, a reliable FBI informant that says he has Biden on tape taking a bribe, Hunter's laptop detailing 10% for the big guy, and a whole bunch of other content. Testimony from Devin Archer, testimony from Bob- Tony Bobulinski, all linking Joe to Hunter's interests. There's so I mean, we talk about this all the time. There's the, the, the levels of evidence are insane. And for them to that just shows how much they have a, a dislike and disdain for you, the American people and us as a country to just be like, nope, you ain't got shit. Yeah. Like, yes, we do. Now, is it going to go anywhere? No, it's not, because the game is, is broken and skewed and all of those things. But the man, the gall of them to stand up there, look us in the eye, and say, "No, I don't see anything. I don't see anything wrong." Yeah, just, and unfortunately, the people on the left who are just like, "You go, oh, the man on the TV said there's nothing there, so there's nothing there." All you people on the right 
or a bunch of white supremacist terrorists. That's what the man on the TV told me to say. That's what it is. If you're, yeah. if you're, you know, if you're on the right, if you pay just a little bit of attention to news, you know how dirty this is. And if you're on the left and you pay a little bit of attention to news, you know exactly how dirty this is. And you're just trying to do that sort of pedestrian kind of. It, it looks bad, but I'm sure it's just blown way out of proportion. And the more you say that there's nothing there, there's nothing there. So I'm going to go with the man on what TV told me that there's nothing there. Yeah, 100%. Well, um, on that thread, you had Merrick Garland on the Hill today. We're going to show more of that tomorrow because they got into Hunter. They got into January 6th. They got into a lot of stuff. But as it pertains to Hunter and his investigations, you had Merrick Garland, who apparently— doesn't remember if he ever spoke to the FBI about the investigation. He is, by the way, as just a, as a reminder here, the Attorney General of the United States who's in charge of the Department of Justice. Take a listen. Have you had personal contact with anyone at FBI headquarters about the Hunter Biden investigation? Uh, don't re- I, don't, I don't recollect the answer to that question, but the FBI works for the Justice Department. It's, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You don't, recollect, you don't recollect whether you've talked with anybody at FBI headquarters about an investigation of the president's son? I, I don't believe that I did. I promised the Senate when I came um, before it for confirmation that I would leave Mr. Weiss in place and that I would not interfere with his investigation. Okay, did I you ever— kept, I have kept that promise. All right. That's remarkable. Remarkable. I don't, you know, oh, man, this would be bad. I don't remember. I don't remember ever having that conversation. That's, that's the most ridiculous. And again, it doesn't matter that I think it's ridiculous and you think it's ridiculous because he'll get away with it. But it is the most ridiculous, lame-ass answer ever. And all of them, by the way, were like that. It was so coming down to the January 6th stuff, to everything that's going on. Merrick Garland apparently just doesn't know shit. But, but, but hearing him say it out loud is such a slap in the face. It's a huge slap in the face. And you know what? And I'm going to go in the way back machine for this reference. Merrick Garland reminds me of Ugarte from Casablanca. When he comes in, he's got the papers of transit. And Peter Lorre plays the, the character in the movie. Remember Peter Lorre with the big bags under his eyes? And he's sitting there, and he's like, Rick, I know you despise me, Rick. Why do you despise me? It's so sad that these German couriers lost their lives, but I've got their papers of transit now. And Humphrey Bogart's like, yo, Garte, I do despise you. That's how I, that's how I look at Merrick Garland. He is the Peter Lorre that in... In America, more than half the country is Humphrey Bogart, and Peter Lorre's going, I know you despise me. And the rest of us are going, yes, we do despise you. We loathe you. Yes. Next-level passion of, yes. of hatred and loathsomeness. Is loathsomeness a word? Got to be. I believe so. But yeah. for him to, like, you know, try—he's the top dog when it comes to law enforcement, federal law enforcement. And for him to say, oh, I don't remember that conversation, when it's such a pivotal point of what's going on right. it, it, from a historical background. And, you know, he's on the left. He can lie. He can lie as much as he wants and get away with it. Yeah. Yep, he absolutely can. He will. He has, and and he will continue to because that's just how it goes. Well, let's let's talk about some of his ilk, some of his fellow uh, 
colleagues in in deep state Washington because this this is something here this is this is the story that we've all talked about we heard it kind of happening during the show yesterday uh, I'll read this here from Town Hall Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas announced a new Homeland Security Intelligence Experts Group this week yesterday in particular and he announced the 17 members you can see their names on the screen the experts group this is a quote to provide advice and perspectives on intelligence and national security efforts to the Office of Intelligence and Analysis and Office of Counterterrorism Coordinator to support DHS's vital work to protect our country, said DHS in a statement. Mayorkas claims that the expert group will work to address complex problems and threats facing the country. There was another quote, the security of the American people depends on our capacity to collect, generate, and disseminate actionable intelligence to our federal, state, local, territorial, tribal, campus, and private sector partners, said Alejandro Mayorkas. So I'm not a fan <clears throat> of two of the names on there. I'm not, probably not a fan of, of any of them, if I'm being honest, but let's focus on the two, John Brennan and James Clapper. And I know you guys aren't a fan of them either, you guys in the studio and you guys out there in the audience. I, I, I get that. But I'm also not a fan of everything Mayorkas just said. And, and as to why such a working group would exist, I, I noticed this too. Uh, I, I know what they're trying to say, but it, but it was interesting because he's talking about collecting intelligence, disseminating intelligence, all of that. But in that sense, it was collect and generate. Generate was a word. It's like, that's actually what you're doing. You're generating intelligence that's not real to be used against the American people or for whatever crazy ass policy position point you're trying to take on something. Uh, that's, that's not how we do things as a former intelligence officer. You don't just go out and generate intelligence. Well, what do we, let's, let's go kill that guy. Let's generate some intelligence to justify it. Now, maybe that happens sometimes, but, but that's not how it's supposed to happen. And then you bring in some deep state douchebags like John Brennan and James Clapper, Clapper, who doesn't know shit about intelligence. The DNI and DHS both should have never been established. The people who work the DNI don't know shit about intelligence. I'm not saying there's not a handful that came through there who had previous intelligence jobs, but you had a bunch of just DC folk who were shoved in there like, now you're in charge of intelligence. It made no sense. It still doesn't. But you have this working group and everyone should be really alarmed because they're focused on homeland intelligence efforts. They're, and they're going along with this narrative, with the suggestion that we have this homegrown problem that we don't, at least not in the sense of what they're talking about. We do have a problem in, in homegrown in the sense that our government has become an absolute shit show. That's a massive problem. We have huge internal and domestic threats, but it's not the people. It's our, it's our government. But this right here, this is more deep state shenanigans, more effort to squash dissent. Dissent meaning you, me, all of us who have different opinions of what America is and always has been, where it needs to go, our, 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 our value of the Constitution, of our faith, of all of those things. That's, that's what I mean in dissent, and that's what they mean by dissent. Okay, we can't have people thinking on their own. And as this article points out, Town Hall made a, a great point in there, too. You, you, you have... DHS, which again, never should have been formed, huge mistake by the Bush administration and, and everyone in DC in that post 9-11 era, a lot of bad decisions were made in those years and months that, that followed there. But DHS has 260,000 employees, some serious government bloat going on there. Now, most of them are useless, but you've got a ton of people 
So why do you need to bring in a working group of outsiders? I know the answer, but like, it just doesn't, the, the whole thing stinks, right? It just, it just smells so right. It smells like that one section of the studio right now that we can't figure <laughs> out. Yeah, it, it, especially coming up on an election, it's just so obvious. This is, this is the, the, the weaponized version of the Ministry of Truth that Jankowitz was in charge of. Yes. So now these guys are the arbiters of truth. And if you're going to trust, tr you know, trusting Clapper and Brennan to anything would be like trusting Paul Pelosi to behave himself at a Calvin Klein underwear photo shoot. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Yes. It's going to derail quickly. There'll be hammers involved. The police will be called. It'll be, it'll be really weird. But these two have had such a long record of lying to the American people. Clapper lying under oath and talking about how unknowingly information from U.S. citizens is being collected. He's, he's a fraud and a liar. And plus, in just recent history, these are two of the butt plugs that signed that letter claiming that the Hunter Biden laptop had the earmarks of Russian disinformation. Yes. These guys are all about disinformation. Yeah. Brennan is an interloper. He is a communist to the core, and he's also a jihadist, in my opinion, and not to be trusted. If somebody hates this country <clears throat> to the core, I don't know, man. To me, it's a toss-up. Who hates it more between Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, and Brennan? Yeah. No, they definitely um they definitely have different views of it than we do. <laughs> they de they definitely they definitely don't like it. They they have and and again, this is what this is what they do and they get away with it because they will say I love America, but as they say that we or we have to fight for America. Whatever their phrasing is, we have to fight for democracy. Well, they say that, but they're saying when they say they love America or they have to we have to protect America or we have to do something to America, they're talking about this new version of America yeah, in their minds that exactly. they've got buried in there. And it's like, yes, you do like that new version where you have all the power, all the control, all the resources, and we're totally fucked. That's, that, of course you would love that. But when they say that, that's what they mean. Like, never take them at, at their worth. They don't like the flag. They don't like the Constitution. They don't like any of those things. They like where they could end up getting us, and they're making way more traction than than I think any of us thought they would. Um, but that, that's, that's 100% who they are. But they're able to, to get away with it because they wordsmith the shit out of everything. They're fucking Bill Shakespeare is, is all up in their bench because they've got all these people who, who just craft things the right way. Yeah. It, 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 like I said, it, the timing is just really weird, man. We're coming up, you know, a year to go to the election, and all of a sudden the, this— this cabal is created and if you're if anyone thinks that this has anything to do with the rise of domestic terrorism you're sadly mistaken all this is is about trying to you know when you were talking about to generate intelligence another way and another you know phrase that you could use would be uh entrapment framing somebody yeah that's what that's the kind of that that's how they're going to generate this intelligence and what their goal is to come up with these lay these traps have people who are on the right walk into them again 
you know, spring the trap and say, look, you can't vote for these, you know, for whoever the the uh, Republican nominee is. We can't vote for them. We just caught more to, you know, domestic right wing extremists and blah, blah, blah. Right. That's the whole play for this. Yeah. No, I think I, I think you're right. And and what's sad is maybe less than before because of J6 and some other stuff. But you will you will have people walk right back into traps again. We the conservative base has gotten smarter, more aware, no doubt. But there's there's plenty who who are just so filled with emotion still, and for good reason. I'm not blaming them for it. They're pissed. I can see it. Some of them in the chat now, like angry about everything that's going on. You should be, but also channel that emotion and anger and use it the right way, and don't use it to make bad emotional decisions because there's people trying to make you make those decisions, step into those traps, and we're seeing also, by the way how bad that goes for people it's right. it's it's absolutely ridiculous which brings me to uh the question of the day we, we know where we're at right we've got this quiet balkanization that's happening now no one likes each other it's not where any of us wanted things to be you know you grew up we liked each other you're watching the jetsons you're like man we're gonna have some cool shit in the future then you get here and it's like we still don't have cool shit and now we hate each other this is weird but you, you you get to this point and you say, okay, th there is a chance. I'm not advocating for it. I am advocating for more of a split. I, I talk about it a lot in, in a peaceful manner. But we're at this point where there's more discussion about national divorce. So my question ties into that today. If America ever does get divorced, and you don't have to be for or against it, just play with me here. If America ever gets divorced and you have to choose a new capital for conservative America, which will still be the United States of America, they can call themselves the Socialist States of America, whatever the hell they're going to do. But if we get divorced, where would your capital be? I imagine we're going to get a spattering of answers here. And I'm really curious to see what they are. So again, if America ever gets divorced and you had to choose a new capital in this fictitious scenario, what, what city would it be? Where would it be for conservative America? Send in your answers. Or you can tell us your answers in X space. We will come back with ours as well. We're going to take a quick break. We are coming to you folks in X space. So if you want to say something, get involved in the conversation, raise your hand, get a mic. We'll be right back. Get more of Drew. And this is my show with Coin Club exclusively on the RVM network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes, and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com.
When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, thanks interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Dial 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now. 833-287-2465. Act swiftly. Welcome back, folks. Reminder question of the day was this. If America ever got divorced and you had to choose a new capital for conservative America, where would it be? Where would it be? On that island, Drew, says Barb. Yes, we're going to get that island. Um, and we're just not going to participate in any of this political nonsense anymore. Uh, it'll be great. Um, Texas Panhandle says Mole Shoe, Texas. Mule Shoe, Texas. Mule Shoe, Texas. Okay. I can't say I've been to Mule Shoe. Been to a lot of parts of Texas. Haven't been there. 
Ting says, Tulsa, Oklahoma, just so I don't have to move again. Fair point. And, and look, Oklahoma's probably... I do like Tulsa, the golden driller. Have you ever been to Tulsa? Mm-mm. Oh, dude. I've, well, I've been through it, but I haven't spent They have time. one of the best beer gardens there called Fastler Hall. I love that place. Okay. And plus, they've got it. I can't remember the name of it, but this is years ago. This was maybe... This was 2016, but they've got one of those old school bowling alleys where you have like your pencil and you know that your score is projected up. Onto oh, the wall. nice! Yeah, okay. I like Tulsa a lot. I could go with Tulsa. Okay, I've only ever driven through there, never been. The Golden Hurricanes. Yeah. Uh, okay, we've got uh, so Tulsa, good answer. We've got Fort Worth. We've got uh, Texas or Florida. As an answer, and I just everything just jumped on me, so I've lost all of that. Tom, where are you going with? What's your? I'm going with what is Dollywood? <laughs> and my wager's ten grand. Okay, yeah, I mean you didn't need to. I, I don't, yeah, I'm not prepared for this. There was no wager required. Um, it looks like you're out ten grand. No, I'm going Dollywood. Um, I'm going uh, well, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Okay, uh, it's close to Gatlinburg. It's close to Atlanta, but it's far enough away from either of those places where you need to like make make it a trip to get there. And plus, I like Dolly Parton. I think she's a great she she is a great ambassador of the new United States of America. She's like, you know how you have Uncle Sam? She's like Auntie Samantha. Okay. So and and also, you know, being close to the Smoky Mountains, of course, if there is, you know, some sort of amicable breakup. The left won't let that happen. The communists always have to force people to do things. So you can retreat. You've got the high ground. You can retreat. We could we could build like a whole other city to like run the government. So when the commies do attack, everything is safe. Like the original, you know, the the original Declaration of Independence, the original uh, uh, Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Liberty Bell, all those. All, all of those items that we have accumulated over the years for the history of the country can be preserved because you know if there is a national divorce, all that's going to be destroyed by the communists. Yeah, no, I like that. Well, and if you're in in, in Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, I mean, you got rides. Yeah, you got funnel cake, so there's entertainment. I can get behind this. We've got uh, Santa Idaho, Colty eighty six just says in a land far away from here. Um, <clears throat> I like the Dollywood thing. I like how specific it was. Yeah. Not just Pigeon Forge, but a park there. there the yeah. first time that a country has ever made an amusement park, <laughs> the national the capital. It would be great. It, I mean, it would be. I, I, I'm, I can't even fight it. I can't. It might be my answer now. I didn't even. I didn't even think that creatively. I don't. I don't necessarily even have one yet. I'm just. I was curious to see what other people said. We've seen in movies and whatnot like Cheyenne become one, or maybe that was a show. I don't know if it was um, Jericho or one of those where it's that. I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, but obviously a lot of people would think Florida or Texas. Yeah. Um, I think Oklahoma, you know, Ting brought up Tulsa. I think Oklahoma, Oklahoma doesn't get credit for being the red state that it is. South Dakota. What's to say? What's to say we don't go to South Dakota? You got. You could literally go Team America and have Mount Rushmore become a secret yeah. layer where the face is open. Gosh, that's... it's a thought. Yeah, it's a thought. If you're going to have a secret layer, it's got to be badass. Yeah. Plus, you have the high. Well, you have it's sort of the plain states, right? Then Mount yeah. Rushmore is kind of like the highest place. Yeah. But still, it's mm-hmm. it's a beautiful state. Great people. According Spent to a lot of time in Sioux Falls, growing up. 
Yeah, according to Richie Rich, there's a safe inside of it. So no, that was their own personal Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Not also, yeah, Richie yeah. Rich wasn't real. Yeah. Well, um, but you but, sure? Yeah. Well, actually, I'm not. I'm not sure <laughs> of a whole lot anymore. Um, <clears throat> what are you going with? See, I, I'm I'm trying to. I like the whole Dollywood idea. I'm just trying to think of. All right, let's make this nation's capital a little more fun. So, I, to me, it's like if we, if somehow we could get all the libtards out of Disney. Like, what if it's around like Disney and all that? Because then there's a not only is there a place to go to where you can get stuff done, but then there's other things to do around. But I don't think we we wouldn't get Universal or Disney. Well, let's you be know honest, I mean? guys. Like, you probably wouldn't get Disney. Yeah. Well, unless, but if you're taking states at that point, yes, you would. You'd get the property. I mean, the folks who run Disney would leave. But yeah. We. We've got people who do nothing in office right now. They'd if get you, more. If you, if you put the capital at an amusement park, it's gone. It's not. Yeah. It's not going no, to be any better. So. No, yeah. I've, I've been Actually, jumping. It will be better because they won't be making and passing laws. That's true. That's true. He's oh, he's over on the Ferris wheel. Yeah. He'll, um, yeah. yeah, he's not going. to I was a toss up between that. I, I like the Fort Worth one. That was. I like Fort Worth as well. I think that'd be a good place. I, it, you got, we got a lot of work to do in Fort Worth. Yeah. Um, a lot of those cities in Texas are, are changing rapidly. Uh, what about, I don't know. I go back and forth. I kind of think, I'm kind of thinking South Dakota or Oklahoma. The South makes sense. I get it. But I'm a traditional Midwestern guy. I'm going to go South Dakota. Well, I'm just, what about all like the, the snow and stuff they get there? Like, would it stop things from getting done? No. no? It snows and, I mean, it doesn't snow like it does. But again, we're talking about things not getting done yeah. as if it's a bad thing. <laughs> well, and in this scenario, you know, you have people who actually hopefully are getting things done and will do it come, you know, rain or shine. They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll do it. Now, if you put them in an amusement park, that's a lot to handle. I don't, I don't know that they could get past those temptations. I was just thinking more along the lines of, hey, let's go visit our nation's capital. We can get do some other stuff as well. It'll be fun, you know. When you go when you go to D.C. now, it's you're going to D.C. and you're like, let's leave as quick as we can. Well, yeah, you go to D.C., you get mugged, you get syphilis, you get all sorts of things go wrong in D.C. Um, <clears throat> this is state bird, right, syphilis? Yeah, yeah. that's just yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's Mar-a-Lago says Barb. There we go. Uh, so let's keep the conversation going. You guys can keep bringing things in. Tom, uh, Texas says you're a boob guy since you brought up Dolly. Um, <laughs> Ting says that um, Dolly makes my boobs embarrassed for being so small. It, in fairness, that's the case for most women, I think. Uh, even with her, didn't she do a reduction at one point? I think she did. But yeah. You know what? The, her her famous quote that actually made me adore her. And as a, as a kid, I wanted her to get married to Burt Reynolds, but it never happened. No, it never did. But when Dolly once famously once said, "You know, it takes a lot of work to look this cheap." <laughs> I absolutely love that kind of self deprecating humor, and and she she made me swoon at that point. I love it. And she's an awesome human being. My mom got like a handwritten letter from her once. It was incredible. Like she was expecting the staff person to respond in the email. No, she wrote an email, sent it, and got a handwritten letter back. Yeah, that was incredible. Well, and people will will hit on her every once in a while and be like, "Oh, she," but she's got a liberal stance on this, a liberal stance on that, or she's she's too gracious here. But let's like, but listen to what you just said. She's gracious. She's just good to everyone. Yeah, it just that's how it comes off. At least it it, it seems like she is genuinely an outstanding person. Uh, and if you if you think that you have to agree with someone on everything, then then you're just sorely mistaken. OK, uh, keep keep those responses coming in. We're, we're going to talk. Uh, oh, we got a hand. Up. OK, yeah. let's go to the let's go to the hand. 
T TX Elizabeth. How about Boca, the, the, where the uh, space center, the uh, SpaceX is? Cape, uh, well, Cape Canaveral is NASA, but where is SpaceX? They're, they launch out of there. Kennedy Space Center. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Cape Canaveral. Yeah, they bought one. No, the Boca space. Chica, Texas. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, yeah. That one. Yeah. Texas. That's yeah. Let's do it. I like it. Then we've got a space. I think we need to, well, in theory, we'd have it, right? We'd have Texas and Florida. Yeah. So we've got all the space bases uh, or whatever we're calling them. <laughs> Properties. Spaceports. Spaceports. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that. That's a good answer, Texas Elizabeth. I like that you're staying in, in I presume, your home. Are you in Texas now? Yes, sir. I'm a diehard, true blue Texas girl. I love it. I love it. Texas people are good people. No, no two ways about it. Except for Beto O'Rourke. That guy's a It's because he stands on tables but and... He's real yeah. handsy. Yeah. Always doing stuff with his hands. But we do have another hand up. Okay, let's go to it. Who we got? Uh, the Mr. Lily Show. Well, I'm with Texas. Um, since you already said Texas, I, I, I would like to say Iowa, just because... Like, I'm a new guy. Like, I'm new to this thing. I'm just getting off the couch. You guys know. I don't know if you guys know who I am. But, like, that's that's what I would say. Either Texas or Iowa, just because I, 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 I joined the Marine Corps out of Texas. And I lived there. And I came from California. And everybody said that everybody was racist there and blah, blah, blah. But that was all bullshit. That was all lies. You know what I mean? That was yeah. not the truth. When I got to Texas, they were, they were amazing people. They accepted me as as, as as a black man, and, like, you thought they were racist, but they turned out just to be the most amazing neighbors you could even find anywhere. But I would say that I've never been to Iowa, but I, the reason why I would say Iowa is just because they um, – like there's a lot of they're always talking about it. The Iowa caucus. That's what most people know about. So that's what I would say if we we had to move the capital. And and just before I get off, because I'm at work and I'm probably gonna bounce out or just stick around and listen. But I, I did put something in the jumbotron. I'm I'm not looking for money or anything like that. I'm a new uh, volunteer at, at my local uh, office at the GOP. Um, I'm not sure if anybody's been following what I've been doing, but I started off last week not doing nothing. I was sitting on the couch watching Netflix, but I got up made calls got involved and i'm a registered republican at, and i'm just trying to volunteer and get involved in, in southern california with, with whatever i can and i did put in the bubble if you guys can just call them because they need help everybody needs help wherever your local office is they're just a bunch of like no offense but they're 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 a lot of old people and they just don't know how social media works they need young people under 50 to come in and show them how we can win in california to show them how we can win across the country they don't know how to win in 2023 anymore and that's what they took away from us in COVID. that's what they took away from us and you know i don't want to run my suck anymore i put the number up there <laughs> if you guys can just call them and tell them you know thank you and you support them or or whatever your political spectrum lies it doesn't they just need help you know yeah. and love and we just need to just support each other regardless I love it. I love it. Well, it's been great having you uh, chime in the last couple of days. We appreciate it. Or at least, at least, at least I know at least one other day, but yeah. um, appreciate your service and, and what you're doing there, folks. You can definitely check that out up in the X hole. Um, yeah. I think to the answer though, Texas, Texas is obviously great. And you're, and you're so right there. They are so good. People are so good in Texas. There's bad people everywhere, but they're so good in Texas. I've never had a bad encounter there. Uh, and Iowa would be great too. Again, I'm a Midwest guy. 
we're probably going to lose my state of Minnesota in this scenario. I don't know, though, because it's just the Twin Cities that are bad. But <clears throat> I do like Waterloo, Iowa. I've been to Iowa several times. My sister-in-law's from Iowa. And I've actually been, I rode my bike across Iowa because every year the uh, Des Moines Register does a bike ride across Iowa. So I've pedaled 590 miles across that great state. And I would say in one of the stops that we had was Waterloo, Iowa. And to me, that would be, other than Dollywood, I like saying the word Waterloo. And it's so, just fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fun. No, there, and there's great people there. There, uh, <clears throat> I'm not hitting on Texas people or Oklahoma people or or people down here in Florida, which is kind of a weird thing. Or I shouldn't say Florida. Let's say the South. Well, Florida is really kind of not South. But Midwest people are so good. Mm -hmm. I love Midwest people. You know, yes, you go like I go to Minnesota every year for Vikings games because we still have tickets there, which is weird. And I've got a problem and I know and I see someone about it. But you go and and yes, we don't have police there really anymore. And there's calls to prayers. <laughs> and I feel like I'm back on deployment. But <clears throat> the lion's share of the people are so good, even in the Twin Cities, where, you know, the person serving you at the bar is probably a diehard lib who just got done with a grinder date and they're they're just so nice to you like they're just they're good people so all that to say uh, I'm anti grinder but I'm I'm pro midwest and I think midwest could be a good it's the same thing with go. Illinois Chicago's the the dump but everyone else in yeah. Illinois is amazing no you I mean you look at the map of the United States writ large we've all seen these these maps it is a red country overwhelmingly red country in terms of the land mass and most of the territory there's just a shit ton of people crammed into these blue pimple cities that ruin stuff for everyone. Uh, I'm fascinated, by the way. There's a mermaid on my one screen up there. Uh, <laughs> merman, pop. Merman. Okay, we got another hand. Yeah, age 99. Well, hello. I have an area that I think would be wonderful. I've lived there twice. It's loaded with conservatives. The voters could actually staff our capital, and then they would vote for the legislation that is correct, and that would be Nashville. Yeah, I like it. I, Tennessee, Tennessee's here. Here's here's what scares me about Tennessee. I love Tennessee. The new mayor scares me. Well, the new mayor does, but like it. It's become that hot spot where like entertainment is switching. Like you see stars who are like, I'm leaving Los Angeles, which is which is smart. But it's like, but don't come here. Don't come to the South and and take over Nashville. But, I, but I, all that to say, uh, Asia 99, I, I think I think you're right. Nashville is Nashville. one of the greatest cities in our country. Hands down. Love it there. My only concern is that it's starting to get a lot of people coming in from out west. Yeah, look at Austin, Texas. You know, when Joe yeah. Rogan moved during COVID, a lot of other people from, you know, L.A., Portland, Seattle all moved. And Austin is devolving into another blue hellscape, you know, with all these blue state yes. refugees moving in there. And to your point... That might happen in Nashville. I hope it doesn't. Right. But with the with the election of this new mayor, oh my! Well, and, but here, but here's the thing too. In this in this again fictitious scenario we're talking about, where there's a national divorce and we have two capitals, we if Tennessee would go to 
conservative America. It would be in the United States of America. So then we would be able to have Nashville as ours, and and it would it would work. And you know what? Kid Rock, he's got a place right outside of Nashville that has a replica of the White House. So, yes, it would work very well if somehow Kid Perfect. Rock we found it. Could, could donate that. The first president of the new United States of America, Sir Kid Rock. Can you imagine that State of the Union? <laughs> Every other word bleeped out. The song. Maybe we don't. Maybe maybe we don't bleep things though. At that point. Yeah. Well, hey, why not? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot to think about. There's so much to take in. Let's just stop the rest of the show and let's start whiteboarding and, and get you know. Yes. Get, get it done. Drawing maps. Yeah. We need. I, I'd like a touch screen. I want to feel like like someone on election night. <laughs> let's uh, look. <laughs> let's look at Ohio. That would be good. Um, they're full-blown cysts, not a pimple, just a pimple cyst, Jill, of those cities. You're right. Okay, we got a lot more to get to, a lot more. We're going to talk about the continuing resolution, the budget, all the fighting that's going on up on the Hill, particularly on our side, but really just with everyone there. So we're going to talk about that. We have tons more stories after that. We're going to keep coming back to you guys. So please stick with us. Make sure, if you haven't already, that you hit that like button wherever you're watching. If you're on an X space, please share it. Share it with your friends. Share it with people you don't like. Just share it. Just do it. Let's get more people in here. Let's get some more conversations going. We will be right back after a quick break. Attention Americans. Breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. But there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government new digital dollar. Visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com. you're like me and you want to be prepared for the unexpected that's where the wellness company's emergency medical kit comes over 40 percent of americans say that they would avoid a doctor or a hospital unless it was a catastrophic situation medical emergency kits with ivermectin the kit contains eight potentially life-saving medications for you to keep on hand in the event of natural disasters, supply chain shortages, medical emergencies, or like an apocalyptic situation. These are the actual medications that you would need in the event of certain situations. So they've got emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics.
I practice all the time. <laughs> okay. All they heard was I practice all the time. All the That's time. all they heard. <laughs> I know. I'm well I, I, it's a bigger point about credentialing, and I just think credentialing is overrated when it comes to, like, the law, medicine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I agree with you to a certain point, but Tom would just ask me. It was Tom's question of the day. It was Tom's question as, I'm, as I'm, we're coming out of break. Would you, would you go to someone for medical advice that wasn't a doctor? Yeah, that didn't have the credential. Yeah. But practiced medicine. I mean, it depends. If they're, like, skilled in something else, sure, because there's alternative medicines, there's alternative practices, absolutely. I don't think you have to have the MD, but if it's just someone who's, like— up here on Jack's Beach on on A1A. <laughs> no, who put I'll give you a physical. I'm going, yeah, like I free physicals. Yes, <laughs> just step into my van. <laughs> well, that's kind of how you presented it, and you're Tom Cunningham. So my answer initially was no. I'm I was waiting for him to like pull out gloves, like, well, <laughs> let's get started. <laughs> we are actually. That's a good reminder. We're doing company physicals in studio later this week. Really? Yes. During um, the show. During the show, I will be administering all of them. <laughs> I thought you were having like a doctor come in and give us physicals. You're administering the physical. No, I don't. Let's. I mean, our budget's not infinite. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I, I will be doing them myself. So then, the answer to your question, Tom, would be yes. Then, because he's that's what he's doing. Yeah. Well, I look. I, I, Western medicine is not the end all be all. My father was a stud in Western medicine. I, I grew up in that. I respect it. I also respect a lot of other approaches. People are like, what show am I joining? Just this is we this happened over commercial break. But but <clears throat> I think there's other solutions, but it depends, right? There's a there's a difference. Like you 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 you're from Afghanistan and you got your medical degree in 30 days. I'm not going to you. You're a specialist in this field because of whatever, whatever scenario we're talking about here, maybe. What if you also like those oil changes on your car? No. Okay. No. A one-stop shop. Prostate and oil change. Let's go. Uh, uh, Yeah. You got to just be good at something. Be good at something. Uh, Okay. Let's let's continue on with the actual show, (laughs) shall we? Um, So let's get into this whole continuing resolution stuff. Because there's a storm in D.C. There always is, right? And right now it's over funding. And I love it. I love it when they're fighting up there. I love it when they're uncomfortable. And I love the prospect of the government shutting down. And, and I know that sucks for some people who work there, but the government who's paying you sucks. And most of the time when I was overseas, it didn't affect us because you had to keep paying us to do what we were doing over there. So, But <clears throat> that aside, this is from The Hill right here. I'm just going to read a little something to set things up. Republican senators are growing increasingly alarmed at Speaker Kevin McCarthy's inability to pass spending legislation over the staunch opposition of a small group of conservative rebels, they call them, and fear a government shutdown may be days away. Again, I don't know why there's fear there. That could be a good thing. Just thinking outside the box here. It continues. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell, who had to deal with the political fallout of government shutdowns in 95, 96, 2013 and 2018 and 19, warned Republican lawmakers on the other side of the Capitol on Tuesday that shutdowns are, quote, a loser for Republicans politically. Keep in mind, he did not stroke out during that particular conversation. He made it through that one. 
So there was this vote that was going to happen yesterday, and it was canceled. And I don't know what's happening as we're doing the show right now, because we just kind of go into this bubble and, and don't know what happens outside the studio uh, during these three hours for the most part. But but you, you've had this this battle. You've had this battle going on. Votes, you know, getting canceled like they were yesterday. People going back and forth at each other. Some of it's been kind. Like, there's been some folks who are in, in more of the, the Freedom Caucus side of things who are still disagreeing with each other, but are like, hey, I agree. We're going to show some clips on it, too. But I agree with you on most of these things. I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to settle for what you're talking about, though. I want more out of it. So as this is happening and as the GOP is struggling to find a deal, everyone is weighing in with their thoughts on funding. And um, <clears throat> you, you've got a lot of people, of course, picking on MTG's boyfriend, Kevin McCarthy, throughout this process. Here was Nancy Mace. We've got some, you know what? I mean, you think about it. We've got some sultry women on our side now with Nancy Mace slutting out at a prayer breakfast. Bobert. Bobert doing that. MTG with rumors of doing some stuff. Doesn't talk to us here at the network anymore. But you've got you've you've got a lot of interesting stuff. Anyways, Nancy Mace, I digress. Nancy Mace was was speaking about Kevin McCarthy on Fox this week. Here was the the clip. Matt Gates of Florida, your colleague, has suggested that he may, he may introduce a motion to vacate the chair over all of this. You were asked about it on the weekend. You wouldn't say whether or not you would support such a motion, but you did say everything's on the table. So let me ask you, two days later, is this the sort of thing that you would support? Well, for me, everything is on the table with regards to any motions or any votes that we have over the next week or two. Uh, several members up here were made promises. Those promises were not kept. I'm not the only frustrated member of Congress up here. But, you know, I'm from South Carolina. We do a lot of deals uh, by handshake. When I look you in the eye and say we're going to do this, and I've held up my end of the bargain, I expect the same in return. And I'm not going to support Washington as usual. If we're going to continue to this, do the same thing, we have always done. That's not right for the country. We came up here to change the direction of our nation, and I want to see us do that for the good. Okay, so she's she's had pockets of greatness, pockets of disappointment in her relatively short career so far up there. But she's weighing in. They're saying, I'm not taking it off the table of, of being for vacating the chair, taking it away from McCarthy, because McCarthy did. He, you know, we all remember the, the huge battle that happened over the speakership, you had a lot of, well, not a lot. You had enough, enough people pushing back against him having that spot, demanding certain, um, <clears throat> certain things in return for them voting for him to get the spot. He promised all those things, and there has been. There's been a failure on a lot of those fronts. I, I, here's my take on Mace, though. I, look, you're adorable. You're adorable. I don't think that we agree on all the issues. I think that you fight hard on some, not hard enough on others. I think that she's a caver. In the end, I think she caves and takes McCarthy's. Well, she's a Republican. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's it's in your it's in your DNA. So I, I, she's saying the right things there. I just would caution you to look at her track record. And, and I think in the end, she she plays the D.C. game. And that's how that goes. But but let's let's see someone else here. Because Matt Gates agreed with Nancy's sentiment. He, in fact, tweeted out that video we just showed. But here's what he said about not voting for Byron Donalds, who's a great conservative man, has done a lot of great things as well. Not perfect. Again, no one is. 
But Donald's has a, a, a plan that's up there, and Gates says it doesn't go far enough. Take a listen. You know, you and I talked after the speaker contest in January. I said all we had developed was a series of tools. But whether or not January changed anything would be entirely dependent on our willingness to use those tools. I believe the most important thing, as you heard me remark on the floor, is that every agency has to present their budget and have it independently reviewed with open amendments. And you know what? We're going to win some, we're going to lose some. Some bills are going to pass, some bills are going to fail. Some amendments we don't like may even get on bills that we really do like, but that is the messy process of legislating. And that is what has been abandoned, I think, for every year since 1997. The last time what I said, uh, described, happened, I think it literally was back in the 90s, Steve. And we've got to get back to that. And it is costing me a tremendous amount of political capital, but I have to thank the posse because you guys doubled the number of people who were against the Donald CR. You have built the momentum against the Donald CR. So here's what happens this morning. We go in, and there is an understanding based on what so many Americans have done to voice their opposition to this, that the Donald CR does not have the votes to pass. And so instead of going back to the January deal, capping spending at pre-COVID levels, passing individual appropriations bills, having open amendments, instead of doing that, now they're saying, well, we want to spend the rest of the day in small group meetings talking about what we have to do to augment or change or add or subtract from the Donald CR to get to 218 votes. I was deeply heartened this morning when Dan Bishop of North Carolina stood up the microphone and said, he's not voting for any CR, and I'm with Dan Bishop. You know why? It is irresponsible and it is fundamentally unserious to be taking these up or down votes that dictate the future of all of these disparate agencies of government. So that's what we're fighting for. That should be the message from the posse. No CR. You can hang any ornament on it. You can put the prettiest lipstick on this CR you want to put on it. It could be the greatest CR in the history of CRs ever drafted. And it very well might be, but it's not good enough. It will not save the country. And that's why the path that I've laid out, I think, is the responsible one and one I'm drawing people to. So it's good, possibly great, not good enough. I kind of like that fight. I kind of like that fight, uh, whether it's real, genuine, whether it's for PR purposes. I'm not trying to suggest anything. I'm not trying to pick on Matt Gates. We're actually going to talk about Matt Gates again later on in the show, perhaps. But I don't know that that mindset is going to be found in a lot of other people in the House. Uh, I just, I just don't. I, again, I like it. Here's what he's talking about, though. You had Byron Donalds who who put out a tweet, and I can just read it, Disco, if we don't have it. Um, but he said, um, <clears throat> and again, keep in mind, and Matt would say this too, Matt Gates, that is, Byron Donalds is great. He's done a lot of great things. He's he's a he's an up and comer for sure. He he absolutely is. But <clears throat> he he says that the the 30 day CR does two things. Byron Donalds secure the border and cut government spending by 8%. And then he puts an asterisk, there's no Ukraine money. The truth is Congress needs more time to do the necessary spending cuts and reforms to stop the weaponization of our government and save our country. So that's what he did. Here's what Matt said in response to him. They, I, we just saw Matt and him hanging out a couple weeks ago. Uh, they're close. They disagree on some stuff. Same with Chip Roy. Him and Chip were getting into it on some stuff on social media this week. They were hanging out a couple weeks ago, um, which is part of how Washington works, but 
But here's what Matt said in response. The 8% cut is for 30 days. The border policy will be ignored by Biden. The CR funds the election interference of Jack Smith. This is a terrible bill, lumping the funding of disparate agencies of government into one bad vote. This isn't what we fought for in January. It is the opposite, and it doesn't have the votes. So <clears throat> you're going to hear all of this, uh, you know, the drum beats going on, people warning, but the government's going to shut down. But what if we don't spend more money we don't have? You're going to hear all those things. They won't say it that way. They'll, they'll, they'll try and put some lipstick on it and try and convince, pull on emotional heartstrings to get people behind it and, and get something through that will benefit them, their friends, certain agencies, a bunch of other random ass shit. Not you, not me, not, not, the, not the American people. But the reality is, is this is, I mean, what, what we're talking about here is they, you know, they want, and, and it, I forget the entire list that they asked of McCarthy back in January, but they wanted a lot of reasonable things. Votes on, on the, votes on term limits, you know, single issue bill uh, votes, all of those types of things, things that would actually save our country. Now we know they're not going to go through because that would that would mean that the folks who are supposedly representing us in D.C. would actually have to vote and do the right thing for the American public, which just ain't going to happen, Jack. It's just not going to. But this is another example where at the end of the day, the funding will happen, right? The government, even if it shuts down, it won't shut down for long. But the real question I think here is, is how does the GOP play this? How does the GOP play? You've got Gates and other holdouts who are saying it doesn't go far enough, so we're not going to vote on it, which is going to lead to a shutdown. Again, not the end of the world, folks. It's not the end of the world. We will survive a shutdown. We have survived a shutdown countless times before. What would be great, I don't think it's going to happen, is if some real heartfelt, meaningful discussion came out of this and we got a couple votes that even if the votes didn't go our way, which most of them won't, just get them through. Because again, when you have these votes, you know where people stand on things. And when you're voting on super significant, meaningful issues to our country, it's, it's, it's not as big of a win as you want if it doesn't go through, but it's still a win because you know where everyone stands and it kind of forces their hand on it. So I, and, and, and then with all of this, you've also got the possibility of Kevin McCarthy's seat being vacated. I don't think that the shutdown happens, and if it does, it's not for long. I don't think his seat's vacated. I think he stays there because that's how D.C. works. But it's going to be a fascinating couple days. Yeah, there's going to be a fascinating couple of days that are going to have ups and downs, but it's just a, it's a scripted drama at this point. And the bottom line is McCarthy's going to stay in. The Democrats are going to get everything that they want, and the government's not going to shut down, and we're going to spend more money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, 100%. It, it absolutely, that's, it, and that's what's so frustrating. And you feel, I mean, you, it's not you just feel so jaded. We are all so jaded because we've seen how this game has played forever. And we felt the, the kind of motion of the tide uh, or of the, of the, of the, of the water, whatever we want to say. I can't come up with the scenario that I'm trying to explain. Motion right of the ocean. We felt the motion of the ocean. Did you have a waterbed growing up? I did not. Have you ever been in a waterbed? I have. I wanted to get one when we moved here. That's but. right. I remember you saying that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, point being is you, you, now you kind of start, like you're saying, to feel what's happening. 
and I don't know why I'm doing this with my hands, but let's all do just it. Just continue. Yeah, um, just... We, we, there we go. And go, go, everyone do it. Everyone in the audience now do a weird, uh, <laughs> um, that's, 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 you feel it though. You feel this happening. Like you said, it's scripted. We just lost the whole audience. Um, you, feel, <laughs> you feel it being scripted and, and play out this way. Cause everything just is political theater and, and they get you like, Oh, this is good. That one's fighting for us over there. Those 10 are, those 20 are fighting for us. There's a chance it's not going to happen. Butch, you hear that? It's not going to happen. And then guess what happens every time, Butch, you dumb motherfucker. It happens. <laughs> Well, I feel like we're, we're, we're talking about the same stuff we talked about last time this happened. And it was on a previous iteration of the show where this was all happening. Like, oh, what are we going to do? It's going to shut down. And then I think it was shut down for even like one day. And then they came back and oh, we figured it out. Cool. So what, what, what changed in that one day, really? Yeah. What did, you, what, what did you accomplish in that one day? But we never hear those answers. It's just like, oh, we, we figured it out. It's fixed now. Yeah. We can come back to work. It's, it's, it's. It's absurdia, man. It's absurdia. It's it, it, uh, you want to feel good. You want to, th- and, and everyone does, right? You want to when you get a couple people. Gates has done a great job on this and a number of other issues. He held M- McCarthy's feet to the fire. So did Anna, and so did other folks back when that whole thing was happening. But you want to feel like, okay, we've got some fighters, and I'm not saying we don't have some fighters. There are some fighters, but you want to feel like because of those fighters, maybe this time will be different. <laughs> okay maybe and then it never is different i name a time it's been different i i just can't think of it like it, no. it just you get close there's times where you feel closer and you're like I, I don't know maybe this time could be different i talk about this shit all the time and i even sometimes get duped into thinking <laughs> oh this could be it maybe something good's gonna happen and then and then it doesn't and and What's the the uh, WWE pay per view event where they all the wrestlers come out? Royal Rumble. Yeah, the Royal. This is like the Royal Rumble when you're watching that. It's like you have people in there and they're like, "Oh, look over there!" You know, you've got so and so beating up on somebody, and they're getting ready to throw, you know, Mabel out of the ring. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's Al Snow running to the ring, and it's like, "Oh my gosh, this could be the time that you know." Gangrel gets his big push. <laughs> What's your deal with Gangrel? Leave him out of conversation. Well, but yeah, but you know, in the end, it's gonna. You, you kind of have an idea who it's gonna be in right. the end. Yeah. And this rarely is, do they shock you. Yes. Yes. This is. We go through this every single time. It's just. It's like watching that pay per view every. You know, three months. Yeah. You can already get tickets for that in January. Um, <laughs> just saying. Are you pushing for that? No, no. I didn't know you were a big Gangrel fan. <laughs> I'm not. He's he was awful, but he, he helped spawn Edge, who was who has been great, and I think I think is genuinely a good person. Seems like, but <clears throat> well, and to get back, I mean, to be like, oh, what's different? And uh, I think I don't think we showed the the clip on here, unless it was one of the days I was gone last week. But Roundup, we showed a clip where Matt Gates came out and called out McCarthy, and was like, you haven't stand up to what you promised. Yeah. We want you out, you know. Were you not here last week? It was two days. Remember, I had to drive all up and down Florida? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't know if you showed it on that day, but I saw it on Roundup. I think we did. If we didn't, I saw it on, on Roundup. Yeah, but, but yeah. it's like, good. Hold his feet to the fire. 
But keep pushing. Don't just stop at that speech and that's it. Well, but, keep going. But the thing is, and I'm not defending Matt Gates or, or or picking on him either. I'm I'm neutral again. You know, and and until proven otherwise, I just hate all politicians. But he he can't do it on his own. You have to have more people, and you have to have the political will of a lot of people. A lot of people that could be 15, 20, 30, whatever. Not not a ton on a collective scale, but enough. And the system is so broken, and it's so much more beneficial for them, those individuals, whoever they are, to eventually cave and play the game because it's better for their career, their families, their bank accounts, their security. It's better for all. I mean, they really, I mean, I'm not trying to give them excuses either. But it's you, you if you go to D.C. and you want to sur- survive, I don't think you can make an impact there as one person. You can make the right statements. You can have some speeches. You can rally some people. You can wake some people up, make them alert. But if you want to survive there, you've got to play the game or you will be ass raped and thrown out with a bunch of diseases. I don't know how that works. That that paints a tremendous picture. It's a picture. Yeah. But you're right. Since we don't have term limits, everybody wants to be in the club. You don't want to be the one who's not invited to the cocktail parties. You don't want to be the one who... When it comes time for your reelection, that Ronna Romney isn't sending you money. You don't want to get in on anybody's shit list. So at the end of the day, you're going to do what you need to do for self-preservation, and that's go along to get along. Yeah. Such a great, such a great <laughs> state that we're in. I love it. Well, I, I just, I, I think that in the end, you know, buttoning this up, there's, uh, you, you said it best, Tom. This is, this is all scripted political theater. There's some some wild cards who are maybe slipping some comments out there that weren't approved by by the Uniparty. Yeah, but every so often you have people like Matt Gates and Byron Donalds who, instead of going by you know what was scripted out for the Royal Rumble, Rumble just decide to shoot all of a sudden on somebody. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what we see right now. But eventually they'll come around once they realize that they might be the ones thrown out of the ring. And to clarify, Tom's not saying shoot someone. That's a term for. Well, it's a wrestling term wrestling when, term. when you, yeah. you actually just start, like, going at somebody. For real. For real, yeah. yeah. You're leaving. You're going off script. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but then, then that's when you see someone gets called in real quick to be like, get that guy out of here because he broke, he broke the script. Go, you know, and they run in and get the job done. Yeah. Or they end up working him. I can't remember which Royal Rumble it was, but, I, oh, it was the one guy who uh, was, gonna hurt, was trying to hurt Kurt Angle. And they just work this dude. He he had won the uh, tough enough competition, and he was. They were trying to you know give him a push. And a couple of weeks before, he tried to hurt Kurt Angle. And so when they got to the Royal Rumble, they just beat. They they literally beat this guy like almost you know almost to being unconscious and threw him out. And his career was over. That's awesome. I love it. Sometimes violence is necessary. <laughs> And and in a, in a scripted event like that, where you actually try and hurt someone, that's that's not cool. It's gonna go. And that's like a pedophile who gets thrown in prison. Good luck, buddy. Yeah. Good luck. This is not gonna. Street justice is is real. Prison justice is real. Um, okay. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back. Couch is here now. I see Couch is here. We'll 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 get with Couch. I bet Couch knows who that was. We'll get to Couch though, and and button that up. We'll get to you guys over in next space. Over in the chats, when we come back, we'll continue this madness. 
Maybe we get more ice cream during the break? No. That's a bad idea. We'll think about it. We'll be right back. Moms and dads of America, you love your kids. You love God. You love this country. And you're tired of watching companies betray your values and ruin great products. Don't get angry. Invest your time, energy, and money into the people that are building the country you want for your kids and standing for the values that will lead to their blessing and protection. Invest in companies like Brave Books. They are on a mission to create content for kids that is safe for them to enjoy. They have kids' books that teach about character, hard work, and the value of being brave. If you join their Book of the Month Club, you get a new book sent to your door every month that will teach your kids pro-God, pro-American values. Brave books will not betray your trust. Your children and your grandchildren will thank you. Remember, the land of the free depends on the homes of the brave. This one's on me, bud. Do you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Have you been threatened with levies or have unfiled returns? The IRS is hiring 87,000 agents to boost IRS collections, and they have the power to seize assets, freeze bank accounts, and they can even take your home. Tax Network USA can help you today before it's too late. Our CPAs and certified tax experts have proven strategies that work for taxpayers time and time again. These same strategies have saved over $500 million in back taxes, permanently resolving tax debts for good. Stop collections and get relief today before it's too late. Biden and his cronies have lost over $3 trillion of America's retirement savings in 2022 alone. With inflation running rampant and the stock market crashing, do you have a plan to protect your wealth? Our friends at American Alternative Assets help you protect your retirement savings by rolling over your IRA or 401k into a gold IRA. Fact is, you can hold physical gold and silver in your retirement account while maintaining its tax-deferred status. Visit protectfrombiden.com today to get your free wealth protection guide this guide will give you all the answers you need american alternative assets is an a-plus and accredited member of the better business bureau protect your savings now before it's too late visit protectfrombiden.com individual results may vary there is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results
Barkeep. Yes, sir. The usual. The usual. Scripts. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Welcome back, folks. Let's continue the conversation. Let's keep having some fun. By the way, shout out, not just today, but all the days to the folks from Punchbowl who show up at the RVM network spaces. Um, <clears throat> really, really, really cool of, of those guys. Make sure you check them out in the morning. Um, super proud of what they're doing. Um, they've been good to us, and and it's always great to see them here, and, and not just here now, but in, in a lot of the spaces. So kudos to you guys, for sure. Uh, we've got Matt Couch, who's here. I don't know if he's sitting in front of his mic right now, but I'm going to call him out nonetheless. Matt, are you up in here? I am. Oh, I'm here, man. I'm, 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 I'm here for this, buddy. I love it. So I got a question. Did you hear the conversation earlier? Do you know who who what who that wrestler was who did that Kurt Angle? Um, I don't. I did hear Tom say that somebody threw Mabel out of the ring, and I would love to see that video because whoever did that has 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 literally had every uh, vertebrae in their back explode. No, yeah, I, it wasn't an exact reference. I think it may have happened before, but it was two or three wrestlers that did it. But I was just in the um in the example that I was given, it was giving, it was like how you're how we're distracted with this continuing resolution. There's one fight going on here, another fight going on. And, you know, like the real big fight would be to get Mabel out of the ring. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's, it's, uh, yeah, that was always the big fight, main, mainly because it was hard enough for Mabel to get a leg over the ring. Uh, <laughs> throwing, throwing Viscera out, you know, same character, I guess, right? Uh, throwing Viscera out was never, never easy. But no, I can't remember who that was that did that to Kurt Angle. I should know that. Well, you know what? We all we all have our oh Daniel uh, Pewter. Oh yeah, oh you're that was a tough enough thing. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. And actually, hell, I've actually, I've actually hosted a couple of. Uh, I actually, God, this. I've, all right, so there's lots of women in the, in the spaces. Um, I actually hosted a an event at the Playboy Mansion with Daniel Pewter back in the day. What's he doing now? Fun story about me. Yeah, look how look how shitty my life has become, Drew. Um, <laughs> did you go to the grotto? No, I'm saying what did he do? Because 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 the the rest of the the roster didn't take too kindly to that. Well, he's a, he was a, he still is. He's an undefeated MMA fighter. I think he he was nine and zero as a pro. He mm. was fighting in Strike Force, and so he got really popular because Strike Force was on Showtime. He and I became buddies. He would be a, he was a regular on my show on Sirius XM when I had the Kings of Radio doing pro wrestling and MMA. And then the next thing I knew, I was, you know, it, it was so tough. I'm sure it had nothing to do with my first marriage ending, but I mean, you know, I, I had to take one for the team and host the event at the Playboy Mansion. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just thought, you know, I can't. Sorry that you know, happened. Can't, you can't be a team player. And yeah, you can't be a team player and say no to events like that that help so many people through. Yeah, no, exactly. The uh, the impact is, is wide reaching. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, I love it. All right, well, we settled that. We settled that. Tom was bringing up Gangrel again. Um, I don't... 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why oh, that's happening. Most of the people are like, "Who's Gangrel?" That don't even Google it. It's not. <laughs> not. It's not worth it. Did he? But but that said, did he have any other gimmicks? Um, Pewter did not. Gangrel, I think he just rode off into the sunset. He's been doing the poor blood on himself and stand at the entrance ramp for 20 years in the indie circuit. Um, I, I don't think he's done anything else, to be honest with you. Mm. I mean... Drew? Yes. Drew, can I make an announcement? Yeah, I'd love an announcement. Okay, so I put it up in the nest there, uh, here on the spaces. But I made a post that went you know, crazy viral, had like 50,000 likes a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's going to, of course, be, you know, brought to you by the RVM Red Voice Media Crew, the Drew, you know, this is my show with Drew Burke was, um, but, you know, Eric Metexas, lots of guys going to be partaking in this, Jack Posobiec and others, but the entire week of Thanksgiving, we are going to encourage our movement to do nothing but use cash only. So it doesn't matter if you go to, uh, you know, a fast food place, you're picking up your Thanksgiving pies, whatever that may be, that entire week from Sunday to Sunday, we want to level the system because it's going to it's going to cripple these corporations because they're so used to just getting their money uh, from your debit card and getting it fast and quickly. If we can just get even 10% of conservatives to use cash only, uh, imagine all of the, uh, the 18, 19, 20-year-olds trying to make cash at the drive-thru window or at the Starbucks or at the Walgreens. It's going to level the system, uh, and we're excited to I'm – ex I'm stoked to be kind of leading this, this charge. I've got – uh, some big national pastors like Greg Locke and Brian Gibson and Todd Coconado on board and guys like Eric Texas, Jack Wasobic. And I know, I know Drew and Tom and Disco will be right there by my side, but I think this is something that, that that's needed to happen for a long time. They want a cashless society. They want to control us. And uh, I think this is a way we, we, we push back and smack them in the mouth, Drew. And I'll yield back. We'd love to hear the, your guys' thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I've I've seen conversation about it for sure from you and and from Jack and some others. I, th I this, uh, yeah, I think I think it could be great. When was it again? The week of Thanksgiving. Yeah, we're gonna do it from like the Sunday before Thanksgiving, all the way to the Sunday, you know, right before Cyber Monday. Because I mean, it's gonna be impossible to get people to do cash on Cyber Monday. I didn't want to go that route, but um, but I think if if we just use cash that entire week for everything, you know, gas, food, whatever it may be, uh, it's going to really, really level the system. And, yeah. uh, you know, because, I mean, think how far behind they're going to be. They're going to have to call in their little Wells Fargo trucks to make change. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. I love the initiative. Um, we'll have to get Jack on, too, to talk about that. Um, yeah, I think that would be great. I think it's a great thing to do. Anything to stick it to the man, make things uncomfortable for them uh, will, would be great, slash, in this case, will be great. Uh, and Tom's, Tom, yeah, Tom's like a cash kind of a guy. <laughs> I am a cash. I prefer cash. Well, I prefer to have all my transactions in cash. I don't like to leave a paper trail. Yeah. But you use paper in the, in the process. Well, that's true. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I don't, I don't want Disco and Tom... I don't want Disco and Tom to feel left out. So uh, before this event starts, I'm going to send them both $100 in quarters to use each. So yes. Perfect. Okay, that's, that's uh, yes. great. Going to the I'm, I'm, I'm going to the arcade at that point, then. Yes. Let's roll. I, do they have arcades? In? Yeah, there's, yeah there's, there's a few. They're more adult <laughs> arcades now. Yeah. We have talked about putting some arcade games over here in, the, in, that, in that section. Just real quick, uh, according to his ex 
and his Wikipedia page, Gangrel is still wrestling AEW. So he is on AEW. That uh, I'm just oh. telling you what I'm looking at here. Well, he's not making a big impact. Okay, <laughs> um. there was a big tag team upset a little bit ago, but he's he's still in there. Now that's it. no, I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna take us down a a weird had to um, deal with the Young Bucks and uh, someone else. Uh, where was it? And the Hardy Boys. Okay. Oh yeah, he um that's yeah they I forgot about that disco they um they somebody brought him out because they were trying to uh, do a nostalgic thing with the Hardys. He came out with Matt and Jeff Hardy and I, I can't remember. I think the Young Bucks like beat him up. I can't remember the story. It was a betrayal. What did, what, did Christian get involved then with Gangrel and did they go like three different teams? Following the match, no, which, no. which we saw the Young Bucks victorious, Gangrel was betrayed by the Young Bucks who attacked him. He would then be rescued by the Hardy Boys, who then reunited and with the, with and assisted him in attacking Brandon Cutler. That's all it says there. Okay. So. People are like, yeah, I don't know what to about as exciting. <laughs> Not only were yeah. they talking wrestling for a second, but they were talking AEW, which is less mainstream than, than WWE, although changing a little bit. Uh, so let's talk about this. Uh, I, and then folks in X spaces and everywhere, you know, raise your hand, send some comments in. We can get to them. It is the second part of of the hour my beavers box unit i'm so glad that yeah you're your, back your stuff is working uh your beaver is working on rumble <laughs> um we love your beaver we're glad you're here let's just stop um, saying your beaver probably i feel like we talk now i can talk about her beaver <laughs> okay. talk about mine um, <laughs> i don't have a i don't have a beaver um but but let's let's get to this i want to just i want to just hit on this because I saw so obviously we we talk about the possibilities of who's going to be the nominee for the Dems, who's not. We talk about the polling. We talk about all these things, right? It's just a hot mess in terms of visuals, in terms of data and and reports. And it is. But they don't really care because they don't really care about us or what people think. So it's it's not really a hot mess to them behind the scenes and apparently they've put out some messaging um, who, who to, to, to folks, particularly on the left, voters on the left, that is, who are concerned about all the data, the numbers, the, 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 his age, his, his stuff. They're, they're trying to quell concerns in Democrat circles and be like, don't worry about Joe, you know, who can't find his way off of the podium, who's put all the, all, all the stuff that we talk about Joe all the time. They're, they're trying to quell that, which... <clears throat> If if you're if you're a Democrat voter, you're, you're probably not very smart. But you're for the for the few that are smart enough to understand that like your vote doesn't really go anywhere anyways. Well, I, I all this to say, I guess I'm I'm struggling to get my point across. My point is this: like, if I'm a Democrat voter, I wouldn't worry either, because you know that they've got this all scripted out. You know they know how it's going to go. He he's the guy. He's not the guy. It doesn't really matter. It 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 does and it should, but it but it doesn't. If you're a Democrat voter, you have no say in who the candidate is. We saw that we saw what Democrats did to Bernie Sanders by giving him a house and saying, "Hey, Bernie, here's your lake house. Now piss off because right. we do, it's going to be Hillary." It's the same thing with Joe right now. I think when you look at when you talk to people, Democrats and the very few Democrats that I do talk to are all very interested in RFK. But look what they're doing to RFK to marginalize him. They're like, there's going to be no debate. Joe is our guy. You need to shove off. And they're doing everything they can to put RF to, you know, draw RFK into this 
picture of being some, you know, rabid, you know, anti-vax right winger, which he is totally not. Right. And for myself, I couldn't I couldn't see myself voting for RFK, but I see the unfairness that's going on with the DNC and people who like to think of themselves as moderate Democrats, which I don't know how you would think of that yourself as being a moderate when your whole party is now communist. Right. But to see just the, the blatant unfairness that he's being showed and the lack of respect that he's being showed by not getting Secret Service protection, but then again— I think, you know, with RFK having Gavin DeBecker's uh, security um, security company doing security for him, he's actually a lot safer than he would be with government security. But just the overall look of unfairness, I, I, I for myself, being somebody, you know, who is center right, I, it just it, it just smacks of if, if I was if I was on if I was a Democrat. I would be like, okay, I guess I have to shut up, put on my mask, and just vote for whoever they tell me to vote for. Yeah, yeah, that that. But yeah, and it's interesting. Just side point because we I don't know what day it was. We talked about RFK. We talked about it a lot. We talked about it the other day. And when we defend RFK, Tom said it there. It's not that you would vote for him. Please understand when we defend RFK, it's because he's pushing back against those crazy ass yeah. people we, we and we love anybody who's willing to take their finger and poke it in the eye of the establishment yeah 100 percent. so like we're, it's not like oh my gosh they're gonna vote for rfk no are you kidding me like no we're not crazy uh and we i can't listen to the state of the union if he were to ever be the president uh for that long if he's speaking um <clears throat> which sounds mean and shallow but but whatever it, it just is what it is but <clears throat> he is he's pushing back it is uh, you know there there's there's this there's this machine that's just pissing on him right now. And and I love that he's pushing back. And that's this we got the comments because we were saying, I hope he runs as a third party. It would be good, and it would most likely siphon more votes off of the left. So do it. By all means, we're all for it. And they're like, I can't believe like no, we're we're not we're not voting for RFK. We're <laughs> we're voicing our expression of freedom, saying it's great. If you want to run, fucking run. And if you win, which you're not going to. Uh, that's not great, but it's better than Joe Biden winning. And but you're sticking it to to the to the left. And it also exposes the left and the Democrat Party that it, going back to you know what we were talking about before is if you're a registered Democrat, you have zero say. Yeah. In who your nominee is. Zero. You, yeah. You, you may as well not even participate in anything except for the general election, which the Democrat Party wants you to do because it's all about the party. The people who belong to the party are all stupid, except for the ones who are at the top. And when I say they're stupid, that's how the people at the top view the people who are just regular voters and registered Democrats. The, the amount of contempt that the elites in the Democrat Party have for their own voters it, it is mind-blowing. Their contempt makes the contempt of rhinos for the people who vote for them you know, look like, you know, rhinos really, you know, love their constituents. Right. Which obviously not the case. By the way, it doesn't matter because Klaus Schwab says that AI is going to do the voting for us yeah. moving forward. It We're going to get a sense of what the American people want or voting people want and just have AI do it. Yeah, that'll that'll go well. That'll go well. Do you think, Couch, do you think AI will ever be voting? Um, God, I hope not. I mean, it's, 
I don't really know what the difference between AI and uh, the illegal aliens voting is at this point. I mean, yeah, neither, neither one are American citizens. Um, and then the, the media, they, you know, there's what, like 11,000 in the last three days and they're in a big group and they're, you know, they're literally losing their minds. Oh my God, 4,000 people. But what they're not telling you is 350,000 are coming across every month. These crowds of two, three, and 4,000 are literally a nothing burger. And um, where's the coverage when 350,000 are coming across? But back on AI, I think the AI thing is 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 going to get very, very scary, um, mainly because there's so many videos out there now to where they are cloning people's voices, faces, you know, uh, maneuverability. Uh, and you're going to get to the point where you know, you get a group that's evil enough and they start, you know, they throw my face or Drew's or Tom's or Disco's or whoever's cats and they put, you know, horrific things coming out of our mouth, you know, like threats, terroristic type stuff. And then you've got to prove that, hey, no, that wasn't me. That was AI. I had nothing, you know, like I think to me, that's the scary thing that's coming with this entire AI movement, Drew. Oh, absolutely. Because that's what they do all the time on every front. And that way you just described there is, is freaking terrifying, but you can totally see it happening. Because that's how they play the game, whether it's getting someone into a lawsuit that's just going to destroy them because it's a big company or big government against a small person who can't afford it, whether it's whatever. They always put you, us, the American people, on the defensive, and you're having to fight, scratch, and claw to prove your innocence, prove you didn't say this, prove your intentions behind what you were saying, whatever the case might be. And that's just, it's exhausting. They know it's exhausting. It's expensive. They know yeah. it's expensive. They... I, they're so smart. That's I freaking hate people like that. We've got people on our side too, who who are so litigious. It's like stop it, stop just stop fucking the little guy, right? Because you've got money. But that's what they do, and they do it not just to a person, but they're doing it for the sake of how they want this country to look, which is with you, me, us out of the picture, marginalized, and and I I, I totally can see that scenario. That's a nightmare scenario. Well, look what they did to Owen Schroyer. You know, it's cost him more than $350,000 to, to come up with a plea agreement. Who's he again? Uh, he worked at InfoWars. He was at oh, January yeah, yeah. 6th. He didn't go inside. He was just—I uh, I really am not that familiar with—from what I've read, he really wasn't doing anything other than saying, you know, the, it, it was more of a free speech case where— the government came down on him for exercising free speech, and now he's going to jail for 60 days for it. But that's what the federal government can do. 350 grand to the federal government is nothing. The government, when it comes up against the little guy, the government has fuck you money. And they know that you, the average person doesn't have that. So if you were to, you know, like Owen or anyone else in that situation, $350,000 is a chunk. That is a huge chunk. It would be a tremendous blow to, to, somebody, to somebody's life if you were to take that money from them. So they're, they're just doing this to set an example and to terrorize the rest of us by saying, if you don't get in line, this is what's going to happen to you. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. Right. Oh. <laughs> I thought Couch was going to speak. He was He's chewing some ice. Yeah. He was chewing some ice. Um, no, no. I, I was crunching some ice there, guys. No, I was going to say, we've got, you know, like Jack Posobiec, Eric Metaxas, a lot of these guys on board for this cash-only thing. But, you know, we wonder why we lose elections as conservatives in this country. 
already the naysayers and, and they're like oh well i i don't know if i can use cash only during holiday week i you know i like to shop i mean we're not willing to sacrifice a damn thing gentlemen for the greater good or for the cause can you imagine like george washington crossing the delaware and he's like man it's going to be cold you're going to be hungry but you know what we've got to cross the the delaware or the potomac whatever the hell it is you know we've got to cross these things it's going to be cold and you know and 50 percent of his troops are like oh it's going to be cold no i'm out bro i'm out uh i can't do it uh don't, don't want to deal with the cold and then the other 50 percent is like oh hell we might be hungry no no i'm out what a pussified society we live in guys an absolute pussified wussified society of absolute yes men who do what they're told, yes women who do what they're told. I'm just so tired of our side going, I just can't believe this guy got elected. It's because you're a bunch of pussies who do nothing, yeah. who won't stand for anything. It's unbelievable. And this is not, I'm, I'm like Drew on this. I'm not really picking anyone politically anymore. I think all politicians suck ass and I'm tired of it. I'm more, I'm more in the independent stage than anything. Sorry guys, I'm going off here. I apologize. But Go. I just, I can't believe that we have so many pussies in our movement that literally just don't want to do anything besides bitch, moan, complain. But then when you ask them to stand up and do something, they push back and go, oh, no, can't do that, man. That'd be tough to go to an ATM machine. Can't do it. Yeah. No. It's, it's unbelievable. And I, I, I'll yield back, Drew. Sorry. It just, it just, no, I, I mean, I'm getting the comments. You're, you're right. I think, and I think, and I know we've got some hands up. I'm going to come to you in mere seconds here but i think you're absolutely right people aren't willing to step out of their comfort zone and and no one's talking about you know uh, what you're talking about here i think too is is the the initiative in november to use cash that week pushing back against companies and not spending your dollars with companies that hate you that kind of stuff not right not not jumping on a plane and going somewhere necessarily not putting yourself in danger like that's not what anyone's talking about it's 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 doing simple things that if all of us do simple little things it makes a huge impact and we've seen that and you've seen that with bud light you've seen that with some other places that's not enough i'm not saying it's enough but you you do that but a lot of people are like ah whatever like i'm just gonna keep going this way and and as a result they end up doing nothing i think one of the problems though is is we're at this point and it's not to defend people doing nothing. You've got to do more. You've got to be more aware. All those things are true is everyone is starting to see how just it is a uniparty. We've got a fake opposition party on our side and, and so much is, is already kind of scheduled out, set up, planned or, or approved behind the scenes to the point where most people do just feel disenfranchised. And I think that that's, you've got some folks who are like, Oh, you know what? I like Bud Light. I'm not sure why that would be your number one beer in the first place. So I'm going to keep drinking it. But there's some people who fall in that category or I don't I don't buy into all this stuff, whatever. And then there's some people, too, who are like, you know what? I just don't think it does shit no matter what I do, because these people hate us that much. And, and I'm not just again, not justifying them not doing stuff. But I think there's a lot of people who are just like, I'm out. Yeah, they're resigned to the fact that they're marching closer and closer to the digital gulag, and they're like, well, you know what? It might not be that bad. <laughs> Let's see what it's like, you know, because for the little that I have now, I really don't want to lose it, and if I just put my head down and if they can slow walk me into the, you know, digital confines of CBDC and well, maybe they take away my house and put me somewhere else like an apartment or 
make me wear, you know, certain clothes, maybe it won't be so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are we yeah, I mean, it's just unbelievable. It is. It's it's a crazy ass state that we're in. It's 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 hard to even imagine it. Uh, I know we've got five hands. We let's let's go to them now. Let's let's bring in X Space. Yeah, let's go for a tap for nerd. Tap for nerd. What's up? Hey, how's it going this afternoon? I just wanted to say, with regards to the automating the voting and the registration that that was suggested earlier. Uh, yeah, from the developer uh, perspective, just about any task that you can do manually, such as the ballot harvesting, that sort of thing. You can do with automation as well. We, we've got the ability, it's all on the shelf. I wouldn't advise it, highly illegal. But yeah, slapping together what's already out there, I could have something implemented by the end of the night if I just had enough monsters. So it's not that it's not technically possible. So yeah, it's it's a valid point that I heard between y'all and Matt Couch, and I just wanted to come up to support that fantastic show. Have a great day. Hey, I appreciate it. And, and, you know, I don't know you personally, but I know of you. I'm so appreciative of you being here and, and love a lot of the stuff that you're doing from, from mutual friends. But I do know that this is your wheelhouse and, and, and trust what you say on it. Um, and I'm also terrified of what you say on it. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, that's, I, I believe it. I mean, that's, this is such an, and, and, and I always, it goes without saying, like, obviously we're concerned now. We should be concerned now. But what really terrifies me is I'm a father of four, plus I've got an Afghan, so four and a half. Not saying he's a half person, but whatever. I I don't know what this world looks like moving forward with how fast it's changing. It is that that's the really it's terrifying now. Picturing ten years from now, the hell, five years from now is is what is what keeps me up at night. Uh, that and and thinking of what Tom's doing in his, in his apartment, um, which is, <laughs> let's get back to X space. Sure, <laughs> Tom actually, you know what? Tom's impresses me. Tom goes to bed like a good boy, usually <clears throat> earlier than I do. Cause I, I know I'll, 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 we'll be texting and then he just goes dark on me. Yeah. I don't have a TV right now. No. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm praising you. I'm like, then, that son of a bitch. And is then you smart. start texting, I'm like still sipping on a drink. And I'm like, and then you start texting me. Oh, I'm usually texting both <laughs> yeah. at the same time. But it's not like I don't want a TV. It's just that everything that, you know, the house in L.A. is getting packed up and moved here. So. As we speak. Yes. As we speak. So Are you bringing why... any people with you in the truck? Uh, other than my wife no, and the dog? No. Yeah. That's good. That bit means that. Would, well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it depends if the you know if the movers sneak people on who want to make their way to Florida. You know, and, and <laughs> yeah, come up. People, you know, three. They do like an Uber Lyft while they're transporting your stuff over. You it's actually want, not a bad business model. I know. Now that you brought it up, you know, I could I could pay for this trip by gathering people up and putting them in the back of the uh, semi with some water and yeah. That's not illegal. I just don't reasons. understand what's happening. China hosts international mermaid competition. That's what's happening. I've had fucking mermaids on this screen for like 30 What minutes. channel is it on? It's. I thought it was on CBS. It's on CBS, okay. which I didn't. It just goes automatically on that TV. We didn't choose to. We do have different views and, and, and channels here, but that's fascinating. We got another hand. Yeah, we got, we have more hands. Uh, TX Elizabeth, and then after that, we'll go to Thomas. And then Kat had her hand up, but it went down. But let's do TX okay. Elizabeth. Okay, I'm bringing up about what Matt said on the uh, people stealing people's faces and making fake faces. That is so real. Uh, there is, I have been, unfortunately, I lost a lot of money 
from a scammer. And it's devastating, okay? You lose money, and you also end up with an emotional um, backlash that takes forever to get over. Been there, done that, and it's not any fun. Yeah. So, you know, like on X, I won't friend anybody unless they've got a blue check mark. And fortunately for me, I do have a friend that's in cybersecurity. I send them the, the pictures and the websites just to protect myself because you lose $11,000 and you're living on Social Security. That's a lot of money that you've lost. Absolutely. Well, and I hate that you went through that, but it is. It's the stuff that's out there now, and it's just, can, can you, you know, it's growing. It's, it's, it's kind of weaving its way into different areas. There's so many places where people are vulnerable now and so many ways for, for you know, bad actors to, to do things and, and not only do things, but often get away with things. Uh, it, it is. It's, it's freaking awful. It's terrifying. And again, I'm, I'm sorry you went through that. Let's go to Thomas. To Thomas. Hey, gentlemen. So, yeah, the discussion's really gone off track today. Shocker, uh, it, right? It's been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can't disagree with the fact that, you know, our politicians, they're crooked. And it, it's it's it coming from somebody who wants to be in politics. I have to say, you know, I, I'm getting into this because of the fact that I've already earned my benefits by protecting our nation for over 20 years. I'm not going to lose anything if I go up in front of the Senate and say term limits is where we need to be. So anyways, it's just a, a thought from me. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing. And again, Thomas running in South Carolina and kudos for you doing it. I'm not saying it to which I don't think you're interpreting me saying it that way, but I'm not saying it for other folks to dissuade people from doing it because you can't fix it. If you just don't try and fight it, right. It's not going to, to ever change. But it is, it's just, a, it's a tough thing. And I'm, I'm one at the spot now where I think you're a douchebag in politics until you prove otherwise. That's not, that's not nice or friendly or even necessarily fair, but that's kind of the world we live in and they've all disappointed us so much. So I, I, I view it that way right now. And there are people who prove it, that they're not. There's, there's, there's I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say plenty, but there are people who have proven they're there to fight for us. And I love that. And, and while I keep saying, and I mean it, and I think we all kind of believe it, that it's a really hard system to go and plug yourself into and hope to actually make meaningful change, the reality is you still have to do it. Someone has to do it. And I applaud you for, for making the effort to do it. You do. You've served our country. You've done great things for us. You understand our country better because I know and believe wholeheartedly, and, and if it offends someone, I'm sorry, but... Those of us who have served and gone overseas and, and, and done a bunch of things, I think, have a different understanding of the real world and our government and how things work. And I think that, it, that that's the kind of experience that we need in, in office without a shout of a doubt. Um, so there, there, it, there's give and take. You have to have people who go and do that. Again, I've been really proud of Anna and Eli and how they fought. I hope they stick to their guns and don't change and don't get corrupted by the system. I don't think they will. But you never know. I mean, it's happened. We've seen good people who have gone there and just become a, another cog in the in the wheel. You know, like that's it's, so it's 
Uh, we'll see. But uh, but I but I do I do think I, I don't ever want to dissuade people. I'm never doing it. <laughs> I don't. I shouldn't say never. My mom said never say never. But I, I, I so did Fievel in uh, Fievel's in America and Tail. Yeah. Okay. Never say never again. I haven't seen that movie since I was at childcare in Rochester, Minnesota. Um, just in case you. Fievel. Um, but. <clears throat> You do. You've got to have people who who do it and who are willing to go put up with that again. I just don't want to wear a suit and deal with a bunch of people I don't like. God bless you for for being willing to do it. Uh, we've got more hands. One, One more. more. Okay. As of right now, Cat. Hey, Cat. Hey. So here's the deal. I'm going to go back to what you're talking about when you guys were saying you hate all politicians and whatnot. People not yeah. doing what they're supposed to do until they get a sack sack up and get the balls to be willing to be excluded from the table because we all know when you go to D.C., you have to go along to get along. You got to, to get a seat at the table, you have to play the game. And you, we have got to get people that are willing to be voted off the island and still try to do what they're doing. And I'll name one right off the top of my head, and it's not somebody uber popular. His name's Corey Mills out of Florida. That yeah. guy is 100% legit. Um, and we need more Corey Mills. We need more guys that are the disruptors that are willing to go up there and say, you know, fuck you and your bullshit. We're going to do this. Sorry, Drew. Um, I, I can't. I cannot explain. I know. I always. You're all. You're like f this, f that. And I'm all sorry. Drew is so offended right now. I, just I know. Knew. I knew it. I knew he would be. Disco's <laughs> like, God, God, I'm never going to let you talk again. But yeah, listen, it, we got to get we got to get people that have got balls and I'm talking female balls too. get up there and do your fucking job. You know what? They work for we the people. I'm on my soapbox. Make me stop. No, I love it. So uh, so recap, we need people with balls, including females. So Jamie Lee Curtis is now running. That's that perfect. Here. <laughs> you, um, you need somebody like balls like Wendy O. Williams from the Plasmatics. She was like one of the first heavy metal female rock stars. This woman was absolutely insane. It's that kind of mentality that you have to have. This crazy bitch one time tried to fucking kill herself by driving a railroad spike into her chest. So it's that kind of hard. I think we can find something in between. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I. I, I but no, getting back. No, you need that kind of. I'm not saying you need somebody suicidal, but I need you need somebody that is just you know take just goes in there and. It's just like like Kat saying, just the shit where you just walk in and you know it, it like the, the old heavy metal rock stars from the seventies and eighties where it's just like, oh fuck no, this is what we're doing. Here I am and rock me like a hurricane. Yeah, no, you're you're an asshole. You're an asshole. You're kind of okay, but you're an asshole. F you, F you. You're yeah. cool. F you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There you go. There it was. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, that, that, that's, that is the kind of people. Well, here's the thing. That's what we need, not just in D.C. That's what we need. I, I agree with you 100%, Kat, which is as usual. And by the way, thank you so much to Kat, who's been co-hosting today. Shell um, out for a little bit and hopefully coming back and feeling better. Uh, but Kat, always amazing. And be sure to check out her and Shell's uh, space tomorrow night. Shell shocked at 8 p.m. Eastern. But the <clears throat> we need that across the board. And it's so it's so tough and uncomfortable for some people, and I get it because I used to be a people pleaser. I mean, think about this. I used to work in ministry and be a people pleaser, and then I started just hunting people for a living, and it was a weird paradigm shift that happened. But then even when I got done, I didn't want to, like, upset the— you know, I wanted to keep 
keep the peace a little bit, right? Keep things going in the in the right direction and and not rock the boat too much and have issues like, you know, but but now you're at that point where culturally speaking, you need to have a sack. And sometimes you've got to put it right up on the table. And it makes your friends and family members uncomfortable, but you've got to stand up for stuff because if you don't Look what happens. You get fucking 15 days to slow the spread that turns into three years of COVID and now some just crazy ass bitches who are still wearing masks alone <laughs> in their car. Like you, everything changes. You've got to stand up for reason and, and we've got to do it big time in DC, but you've got to do it everywhere, everywhere. And you can, here's the thing. You can do it nicely. You don't have to do it with curse words and stuff like, like the way that sometimes maybe we do it here, but you can nicely be like, yeah, that's not true. Those people hate you. Here's why. Here's an example. It sounds rough. It's uncomfortable to think that your elected representatives hate you and envision sodomizing you in a dark alley in Toledo, Ohio. But that's where they're at. It's very specific. Very specific. Yeah, location. I've, I've had phone calls. Uh, but that's where they're at. They're vile people. So you've got, you've got to understand that. And we have to. And, and, and here's the thing, too. I, there's some people who are put off by this stuff. And certainly what I just said there. Um, that put me off too, but you, you have some people who are like, okay, I'm not going to listen to drew or Tom because, or whoever, any, any one of us or any of you in the, the chat or X space, because I'm uncomfortable with what they're saying. There's going to be some of those, but then there's going to be some who are like, oh my gosh, like he's not going with the current. He's going against the current or he's swimming this way or whatever. And they start to ask questions when they start to ask questions they start to discover information and kind of get there on their own. And then maybe they come back to you and ask questions. Maybe they don't because they're like, he's a crazy ass bitch, so I'm not talking to him. But I'll talk to someone else about what he said. And then you start to get more aware people and it starts to develop that mindset of and that that inertia that we need to get going of pushing back and being more aware because that's that's what it comes down to. At the end of the day, this republic is saved or not saved based on us either being stupid lazy naive or all of the above right or paying attention because it's our fault that we got here right so yeah and, and a lot of time you know like what matt was saying about using cash for thanksgiving it, it's like gandhi with the great salt march when the, he went from uh delhi down to the coast so they so they could make salt and, and bring it back to to delhi to to cripple the system it's it's you just if you decide not to participate in the system it just you know whether it's you know using cash on on the week of uh thanksgiving or just when somebody says yeah you know uh, a boy can be a girl no they can't yeah i'm not going to participate with you i i'm not you're you're dead to me. If that's what you believe, we have nothing in common. We have a baseline. And, you know, if you're if you're going to cross that baseline, I have nothing in common with you. I'm just going to be like Gandhi and his followers and march down to the sea and collect my own salt. Yeah. yeah. And what happens is when you start that march, like Matt's talking about, if you, you know, if you're going cashless, it, people are going to join with you because they realize that there's strength in numbers and I'm just not going to participate because those values don't add, don't add up to my, or are not the same as mine. We're not the same people. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, especially Democrats don't like people they can't manipulate and people like us, they're like, this is what you got to do. You know, boys can go use girls restrooms. No, sorry. They don't like the fact that we're fighting against them. 
And so that's when they get frustrated. They start using fighting words, all those things. Stay the course. Damn fighting words. Yeah, no. Stay the course indeed. All right, we got, we got two more hands. We, let's just keep this going. We, yeah. At some point here, we do have to get a commercial break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep going with the hands in X space. Uh, next up is Son of Ton. Uh, good afternoon or evening, wherever you're at. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, earlier, we were talking about uh, people not being able to join the uh, Thanksgiving or Black Friday week, whatever, because of they don't want to do it. So take us with a grain of salt and hear it from someone else's perspective. But when you're being sarcastic, name calling, and uh, Trying to be satirical, I guess. I don't know. I'm calling people pussies and things like that just because they can't join it. Don't know how. Don't you give them, just like anything, there are no problems. There are only opportunities for improvement. So give them the opportunity for improvement. Let them know, hey, instead of going Black Friday or this week, why don't you get your presents two weeks ahead? Do a little, uh, do your shopping earlier than you normally do um don't buy into it use your cash for your at your local things like that stay offline or if you do have to get stuff on, online make sure it's not done this week um just from my perspective what i heard i'll be honest with you i wanted to jump through my phone when i heard you whoever it was and calling people pussies for not yeah it was it was me and i wasn't being sarcastic i wasn't being theatrical when you've been when you've been what through I, what I've been through in the last seven years, and you've been all over this country speaking in all 50 states, and you've seen the lack of turnout, the lack of give a damn, the lack of enthusiasm, and the lack of oomph behind our side of the political aisle, uh, you would be right where I'm at. I've literally been in the streets, uh, you know, praying for people in the middle of the George Floyd riots. I've spoke all over this country. I've tried to save the Senate in Georgia, uh, and I've seen our side fold like a cheap accordion time and time again. Um, I'm not going to apologize for anything that I said, uh, because honestly, that's what needs to be said. Our side is weak. The GOP is weak. We are losing this battle every single day. And it's people that try to make excuses and try to stand there and, and on their soapbox and make excuses because, oh, well, you know, you're being mean. Oh, your language hurts my feelings. He, literally, the guy that our candidate, is, is, his most infamous line is grab him by the pussy. And you're offended that I use the word pussies. Uh, he's going to be the nominee. He's going to win by a landslide in the GOP thing. Uh, if, if that kind of language offends you, uh, we're way past worrying about language and offense right now. We're about to lose everything. We're about to lose this republic. And, and I don't understand how anyone can sit there and, and be, be upset over language. Oh, you hurt my feelings. Oh, what you said was mean. Really? That, okay. that, that's, the, that's, the, that's the sword you're going to fall on? What you said was mean? When they're literally, they're literally institutionalizing the Department of Justice, they're using it to go after their political opponents, they're arresting people by dozens based on political affiliation. This is a banana republic that's out of control, and here you are talking about how my language offended you. Uh, I, I don't apologize for it. Uh, I stand by what I said. We, we have an entire movement where 90% of these people don't want to stand, don't want to act, don't want to do anything. And when you say, oh, they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to pay with cash. How in the hell do you not know how to use an ATM machine in 2023? Well, okay. This is not a rocket science argument here. 
Um, but you know, okay, you, but you, you came at me and I'm going to give you a response. Okay. I appreciate it. I'm not looking for you to apologize. I'm definitely as a Marine, you're not going to offend me with language by any means, but I am saying as call it a teaching lesson or whatever, from what I heard when you're doing that to the layman per se, they can take it the wrong way. What I'm saying is you have an opportunity to do something good with this. And I agree with it wholeheartedly. Everything you just repeated, minus being offended by language, minus, uh, sorry, um, whatever else, I'm sorry. Lost train of thought. Either way, I'm just saying from other people's perspective and other laymen's looking at it, that you give them options. It's an opportunity to, res to do something. And when you resort to name calling and being sarcastic. Okay, wrap it, it up. It come across. It's a live show. Wrap it up. <laughs> I can't. Uh, it's just, that's, I'm just saying there's a better way of going through it. You don't offend me by any means. Um, you don't hurt my feelings. I'm not looking for an apology by, from you. Don't need it. Yeah, well, no. I, first of all, I appreciate um, um, the dialogue here, and I appreciate that once again, Son of Ton is working out on the show. Makes me feel real lazy right now. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, look, it, 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 I think there's fair points in both, and we are. We're on the same side here. Um, there's folks who who I agree. There's There's folks who can't handle salty language that I'm used to that couch used there, that son of ton that you're used to from your years in the service, uh, which again, thank you for. Um, there's, there's, there, there's the right time for it. There's the right, not, not the right time for it. But I do agree also that we're at the point, and I said it earlier moments before this particular conversation, we're at the point where we have to be a little bit more ballsy. Uh, and it's not going to work for everyone. There's going to be people who, who it doesn't work for. Um, but at the end of the day, we, we there's different groups and we're all going to hit. That's the thing. We're all going to hit different groups, right? We're going to, uh, there's going to be some people who won't listen to me. He's bald. He's ugly. He's these things. I'm not listening to him. Okay, cool. Will you listen to this guy? Or maybe, maybe you need to listen to someone who's got a different background. Maybe they look different. Maybe their ethnicity is different, but we're all going to hit them in different ways. Uh, it's not going to be, it's not catch all. Um, but I appreciate um, I appreciate the, the the feedback, and again, thanks for working out for for all of us. Um, and, and Couch, thanks for your response too. I mean, I, I, we got to have dialogue. I mean, one of the biggest things I will say about our side right now, which I hate almost more than the other side, which says a lot, is our side is so good. And I'm not saying you two just did it. That's that's not what just happened. But our side collectively is so good at tearing each other apart. And seeing the problem and being like, we got a problem. Let's make a bunch more. Like, that's how our side plays. It's like, no, no, stop it. Um, again, not saying that that's what you guys had there. We've got to have discussion. We've got to have discussion, thoughtful discussion that sometimes leaves people frustrated um, and frequently should involve bourbon. Yes. And we're starting a new bourbon line. I'm proud to announce... Are we? Do we have one? Dude, don't get me excited. You I and know, I have been talking I, about this I for years. Disco leaned in there for a <laughs> second. He was like, it's, it's finally happening. It's happening. We, we've, we have a logo already and everything. I just came That's across, for our rum. Yeah. I just came across this new story that I think you'd be interested bourbon? in. Yes, we did. Kat, yes. do you want some? Come to the studio and have some with us. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hey, can this Navy Corman come join the show? <laughs> yes. 
Okay, what's your news story? Sorry, Tom. Tom. You're, Sorry, you. you're not going to be surprised by this, but Lynn Wood has decided to flip on Donald Trump in the uh, case in Georgia, the RICO case. I'm telling you guys, if you fall for that guy, if you fell for that guy, I hope that you changed your mind. I, I hope. Can, I hope. Can, I, can I throw some Lynn Wood isms at you, Drew? Does, oh. How many of you guys realize that he was the lawyer for the Jean Benet Ramsey family and is the one who literally sued anyone trying to investigate that little girl's murder? He's a lifelong Democrat. Yeah. Uh, my facts don't care about your feelings. Uh, and people were duped by this guy. He literally cost us the Senate in Georgia. I 100%. spent 10 days there with Scott Pressler. You know, Scott Pressler and I spent 10 days in December of 2020 trying to save the Senate with Loeffler and Purdue because of Lynn Wood. And yeah. so uh, I'll yield back, but this guy is an absolute clown. And anybody who is, is still listening to him, uh, I mean, you need to pull your head out of your ass uh, immediately. No, he he totally lost us, Georgia. And 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 was part of 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 not the only reason. I don't want to give him that much credit, but part of the reason that we started to have this massive fracture on our side because you had people in those types of camps that then couldn't you you couldn't reason with them. They were right on everything except for they were wrong on everything uh, or most things. And and we started to have this this divide. There's been a divide before. It's gotten worse since. And and I I hope and pray that it can get better. But but he 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 if if there's a better it, my picture of used car salesman the definition is either Ken Paxton's character in True Lies. Bill Paxton. Bill sorry Bill Paxton. Ken, Ken Paxton. Paxton? That's the, he's in. Um, <laughs> um, Bill Paxton. May he rest in peace. Yeah, Bill Bill may he rest in peace. Bill Paxton in True Lies. Such a great role. <laughs> or, or Linwood. Those are the pictures to me of, of a used car salesman. Yeah, and, you know, I didn't know much about Linwood. I think he defended – didn't he defend the uh, the uh, Olympic bomber? Um, I can't remember. Yeah, that. Jewel. Yeah, Richard, Richard Jewel. Jewel. But what really kind of soured me on him is when I heard Sean Hannity say that he had hired Lynn to represent him as his attorney. I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, you talk about used car salesmen, Lynn Wood and Sean Hannity, pretty good used car salesmen. They sure are. They sure are. Okay, we've got two hands. Let's let's keep the hand. <laughs> the hand train sounds like a bad thing. Let's keep the train going. <laughs> And go to the next one. Thank you let's for go. stopping yeah. yourself there. You're welcome. Uh, so let's go to uh, Samuel Leonard. Uh, thank you for hosting this conversation, and, and thank you for letting me join in. I want to chime in on the cash idea because I think it's brilliant. Because the best path to the future is the present. The best present is one that's anchored to the past. And I like I like this idea of using things that are old fashioned on purpose. Much of the language you've been using and asking for, like asking people to stand up and be a person, those are ancient ideas that we've let go of, right, in the modern world. Like if, if you asked a Greek 2,000 years ago, what's the greatest thing, right? It's to be remembered after you die. And, and they had an idea that you wanted to be somebody while you were here and alive. And much like Lynn Wood, I tend to, I, I ignore Lynn Wood and I ignore the future because if I pay attention to where I am, I'll get to the future. And so many people that are leading us now are focused on the future, right? They call themselves progressives because all they think about is the future. And I like this cash idea because we can become like an anchor to hold them away from that, to keep to keep what's valuable, right? To hold on, to sort of move forward in a retrograde way. And, and I, so I like the cash idea. 
I also worry about cashless society because what happens to all of those strip clubs? <laughs> uh, yeah, the military town economies would sink. Um, that would be tough. You were going to say something, Tom. No, he's speaking my language when it comes to strip clubs, but then also having, you know, a phil philosophical outlook on, you know, things that we've had in the past. You know, I'm a pro big proponent and collector of vinyl records, you know. I've got a cassette recorder in my desk. You're <laughs> wearing a bowling shirt. Yes. I, the best part when Tom got here, he pulled out the Polaroid, pulled out the cassette recording device. I literally was like, this is fantastic. And I can't wait. like, Because I mean, we worked before, but now like we get to work in the same office. This is fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. No I, no, I agree, too, with everything you said, Samuel, um, particularly with living in the present. We, we get focused on so, and I'm horrible about it horrible about it particularly in my personal life you know when it comes to family stuff we all do that what about this what about what's going to happen with the kids or or this here or that it's like just or or and i have to tell myself just enjoy the hell out of the moment you're in right now and soak it up um and and we've got to do that and we've got to do it the same way as it pertains to fighting for our country fighting for the values of our country so i i couldn't agree more i also love your voice you got a good voice mm -hmm. good perspective we need to have some more more samuel action he it, does uh, doesn't he he does yeah. yeah like i was like tell me more like i might even voice. like yeah in honor of samuel tomorrow when i go to the grocery store i'm gonna pay for my groceries with a check yeah. <laughs> that is old school. Remember that as a kid? <laughs> I do. I remember working at the grocery store and taking checks. Like, really? Did it, did it have the machine that like it ran it through yes. and everything? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, we've got one more hand, the then we're going to try and squeeze it. You could run a tab. Yeah, run a tab. Yeah. Exactly. Just put it on my tab there, Marshall. Um, I don't know why this fictitious character's name is Marshall. Well, we're just going to lean into it. We're going to lean into it. All right, we got Gen X, the creator of the X-Hole. No, 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 that's no. AC Truth. We oh, that's Gen right, AC Truth, that's right. Gen X, who's just, who's just awesome. Uh, thank you, guys. Um, I just want to piggyback on what uh, Samuel said. Uh, yeah, use cash for Christmas, because ladies with daddy issues need college, too. Uh, we can't leave them out. You know, everybody needs a good education, and those ladies are working hard for their money, uh, real, real, real hard for their money. Also, I want to know, what is the hand train? <laughs> tell me. Describe this. Tom, Tom, tell me what the hand train is, please. Describe it in detail. Well, that was me accidentally saying that, but Tom's description of it would probably be better. So yes. I, will, I will let him describe. Tom, please do tell what I, – by the way, I love what you just said. I, I, Gen X is hilarious always, but let's – what, what a hand train Yeah, is? and and try and keep it quasi. <laughs> I, 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 well, I, I'll have to uh, delve deep into my imagination here. A hand train would be something I would imagine would be at a San Francisco bathhouse. Once you get out of the shower in the steam room as you're making your way to the locker room and other doors are open and you're walking down that dark, damp hallway and you're... Shall we say, as you're walking by, people are giving you low fives. <laughs> okay. <laughs> low five. All right, that, I mean, that was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It really wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. In, yeah. In, in, in the world of Tom, this was actually pretty docile. Congratulations, <laughs> my friend. Uh, and congratulations to you guys, too, because it could have gone a lot of different yep, directions. Yep. Um, okay, are we clear on hands for a second? Yes, we are. Okay. 
We're going to squeeze in a break. Don't go anywhere. We got a couple other stories that we want to try and fit in here if we can. We got the post-show press conference. We'll come back to you guys, too, though. Um, so stay with us. We'll be right back after a quick break. We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The hey, Federal Reserve's deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets dial 833 the number two usa gold yes call now 833-287-2465 this invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your ira or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences don't let biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar call 833 the number two usa gold yes call now 833-287-2465. Act swiftly. me and you want to be prepared for the unexpected that's where the wellness company's emergency medical kit comes over 40 percent of americans say that they would avoid a doctor or a hospital unless it was a catastrophic situation medical emergency kits with ivermectin the kit contains eight potentially life-saving medications for you to keep on hand in the event of natural disasters supply chain shortages medical emergencies or like an apocalyptic situation these are the actual medications that you would need in the event of certain situations so they've got emergency antibiotics antivirals antiparasitics folks welcome back before we get to another hand or two and a couple more stories if we're able to fit them in uh and if we don't fit them in that's fine well we can fit them in tomorrow uh reminder check out our good friends at thistle creek reserve i know everyone's got their favorite coffee company some of you don't some of you are looking for one you're on that hunt but our good friends at thistle creek reserve i think are worth a look and here's why because not only is their coffee outstanding they're adding new new blends and, and flavors all the time uh, but their coffee is sourced from missionaries around the globe, people who are out there doing kingdom work. And that's a great thing. But not only is that, is that the case, not only is it good coffee sourced from missionaries, it's, it's proceeds, it's funds that go from your purchases, your subscriptions, 
back into said missionaries as well as into organizations that are combating um, trafficking around the globe. So it's it's a win-win-win. Win. I don't know how many wins. It's a lot of wins. There's a lot of wins in there. Yeah. yeah. Win X, we'll call it. Not the coffee, just the let's just get on with it. ThistleCreekReserve.com is where you go. During the month of September, you can save 20% with promo code DREW20, the number 20, so drew two zero. That's how you do it. It's at ThistleCreekReserve.com. That savings is on your subscriptions. It's on a bag of coffee. It's on a mug. Whatever you go and purchase there, know that it's going to good places, going to be used for the kingdom, and that you're going to save, and you'll be locked in at that rate. So go check it out. Again, ThistleCreekReserve.com. Use promo code DREW20. We've got a hand up, I believe. Disco told me. No, it went, it went down. Okay, it went down. So, so let's do this. Let's dive into some stuff. If you guys want to grab a mic, come back up. Uh, and and we'll get there. I want to just talk about something absurd for a second. <laughs> this, I guess. I guess that's everything we talk about. You want you, this right here? Not the tampon. Not the man. The non-binary. Just tampons, find a yeah. hole and hope for the best. The no. I want to talk about this report. So we're back in football season, right? Find a hole and hope for the best. <laughs> that's what it, it says. Reminds me of Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially what happens. Um, but you have high school football that started everywhere. It's kicked off, right? And everything's changing. Everything's particularly changing at the collegiate level with NIL, you know, um, uh, name, image, likeness, that is. All the NI deals with people making money, with the transfer portal. Things have changed so much since I spent some time in, in college football. It's just a different world. But with that, there's some good things that are coming with it, too. You're having some some bleed over, and high school football continues to get bigger too. It just does. It's it's obviously the feeder to the next level, and then and then so forth and so on. But you've got um, Central Tuscaloosa, a school in Alabama, who um, actually excuse me, Tuscaloosa County, who beat Central Tuscaloosa in week one, went on the next week to play uh, Bessemer City. I'm not familiar with all these Alabama towns and, and counties. Bessemer, Alabama is the home of one Bo Jackson, even though he went to McAdory High School, but he's from Bessemer, Alabama. Interesting. Bo knows best. Bo knows. Uh, who didn't have that poster? Uh, but anyways, so they go on. They start off their season 2-0, and or so they thought. They had to forfeit their week two win over Bessemer City after it was discovered that some players were handed Buffalo Wild Wing gift cards after the initial season win. I don't know why they ended up forfeiting the second one, whatever. Uh, I'm just reading the report. But some of the kids get some some BW3 gift cards, and someone looked into that and said, this is wrong. We're, we're, they gotta, they we're gotta, giving them compensation. So they had to forfeit their win. They got a gift of gift cards, and they had to forfeit for it? Yes. They, they got the, the gift of wings. of heartburn from Buffalo Wild Wings wings and a gift card. There's a quote. It should be understood that the NCAA's NIL does not apply to current high school student-athletes. A memo from the Athletic Association stated, current high school student-athletes cannot, in all caps, earn money or accept money, cash check, Venmo, Apple Pay, gift cards, checks, etc. See, oh, there you go, Tom. They're working in checks. As a result of their connection to their high school football team. Are you kidding me? Like, are we really going to police gift cards to a, a Wild Wings or a Chili's or an Applebee's if they still exist? I mean, uh, how are they going to govern that? Like, well, hey, this is from my my grandma because it was my birthday. 
It just happened to be after the football game. Well, like, I think it. I, I think there's probably a little bit more data on that in terms of it coming from a booster or another parent. But like, stop it. Like, I get it. I understand the concept of you can't compensate, you can't recruit, you can't do this, that, and the other. I, maybe that's how I got into my private school here for for sports. But like, I know that certain things aren't supposed to happen. But like, we're gonna get. It, that's a different thing to me than we're paying your tuition. That's through the ass. We're paying this. We're helping your family with rent because we want you to be our running back. You're getting a shoe deal from Nike. Yeah, well, that hasn't happened <laughs> at the high school level yet. But all of these things, like I, I've seen it. It happens here in town. Jacksonville's a huge high school football town. The state of Florida, obviously a huge uh, football state. But to nitpick and go after gift cards, I guess maybe you could say it's the slippery slope. I just think this is dumb. Like, pick different battles. I guarantee you. I don't know much about Tuscaloosa County football or Bessemer or West Tuscaloosa or any of these places. I guarantee you there's some other stuff. If you keep looking, you'll find <laughs> maybe ding them on that and send a message. But a, a Wild Wings gift card, I, I just think yeah. that's gay. So this that just goes to the, the fact of where we are as a society. Everybody's like, if something doesn't go their way, they're like, mm, mm, I'm going to get back at you. Like that kid that did the uh, cheap shot, uh, Colorado Blackburn, State, yeah, getting yeah. doxxed. It's like, mm, we lost. Mm, oh, they're going to Buffalo Wild Wings. Well, who paid for those gift cards to go to Buffalo Wild Wings? I'll show them. You know, we were turning into a society of rats. Yes. You know, and it's just, I kind of, I yearn for the days of like in when I was a kid, like it, it remember uh, the bad news bears and after a baseball game, they go to pizza hut and the parents would get drunk on the, you know, the beer glasses that they would have at pizza hut and the kids would have pizza. Yeah. Times have changed. That's the same concept. Are you going to tell me that if a coach takes a high school coach takes his team to go get pizza somewhere, is that a direct violation? If it's coming out of his pocket, it's just, it's all seems very nitpicky. And it just, it, I hate that we're turning into a society of, oh, he's doing that. I'm going to call somebody. Like Bill de Blasio is like, if you uh, see uh, people who are gathering around, it's more than four people. Uh, we've got an 800 number and you can remain anonymous and text and you can tell on them because they're not being safe and, and putting you at risk. Yes, that's exactly. It sounded just well, like him. You know, I hate that guy so much. <laughs> like poison, I hate that fucking guy. He's a douche nozzle. Back when I was in high school, there was a, a soccer coach for the girls' soccer team. They had made it to go to nationals, but they they were raising money to get you know the the money to get on the bus to get to where they had to go, and they were two hundred dollars short. So the coach decided, I'm going to pull out my own paycheck. We're going to get you girls going, and he was asked to resign. Not only from coaching, but from teaching. Because he pulled money out of it. Like, the girls deserve to go. He's not assaulting the girls. Exactly. Well, exactly. And it was just like, no, you're fired. Because you you pulled this, you know, how, how dare you pull money from And he's like, but the girls deserve to go. They, they won their way there. We couldn't get the money raised. So I pulled out of my own paycheck. But he was, he was let go. Yeah. Oh, he was actually, he was asked to resign. <laughs> And he didn't resign, and then they had to fire him. <laughs> but it just goes back societally. It's just it's so it's so lame now. When it, when I was a kid, fourth grade, I remember Coach Barreto, who was our, our our soccer coach, who was from Brazil, total 
total maniac. You know, when he, we started learning about soccer, he goes, soccer was invented in England after they would chop somebody's head off and play a game with it. <laughs> that was how he taught us, told Is us. Is that, that true? I have no idea, but you know, as a you know, a fourth grader, thinking that's a pretty neat story. Yeah, well, but, yeah, you still remember it. He had a he had this van that had no windows in it. We'd all pile into the van to drive to the game, and we'd sit in this hot van. And he would wait like two minutes before the game would start, and he would mash on the gas, drive out onto the field, and we'd all jump out of the back of the van because he thought that was a way to, like, psych out the other team. To me, those were, like, the fun days of sports. You could never do that. You know, poor Coach Barreto would would be in jail right now. But it's just a different time where people— Parents were just like, for some reason, they were okay with nine-year-olds being piled into a van and driven onto a soccer field, and everybody jumping out and playing the game, and the you know the van leaving. But now it's like, "Ah, you can't do that. You can't. There were no seatbelts inside that van. Oh, that's just so unsafe. We can't do this anymore. I demand that the school look into this, and I also demand that they never coach again. That's where we are now in society. There's been a lot of voices for me the last lot of 10 minutes. Voices, <laughs> noises, grunts, all sorts of stuff. It's been kind of amazing. We've got a hand up. Yes, and it's from one of our favorites, My Beaver's Unit. My Beaver's Unit. Well, I just want to first say, because I wanted to go back and um, clear up something. Um, Rumble, if you haven't been on there, it's really fun because we actually can speak and talk to each other. So it's a good place to watch it and you can do spaces at the same time um sam i think it was sam i'm sorry but you can't be offended by pussy um or if that was you that said that word um matt we all support you over in rumble we're all talking about it and bro we got your back um we've also decided that um applebee's because that's where you want to go for like a fancy date you know and then um the last thing is um did y'all throw out candy too out of the van just while y'all were driving? Because then that would make it so much. No, we had no candy. We had the, you know, we had the orange slices, which were like typical for like the 1980s that you would have at halftime at a soccer game. And uh, I think that um, we still had, remember, they had Gatorade in glass bottles. So not only <laughs> were we in a van with no seatbelts, but we we're drinking Gatorade out of glass bottles. That sounds like the scene from Anchorman 2. It's okay. We're, it's in cruise control. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's how it works. <clears throat> we do have a hand yeah, up. But you Wait, before Matt goes, you have to remember back in our day, we used to like lay down in the floorboard or get in the back of the window. We had pe- yeah. we had our pawpaws driving with a gun in the window and stuff. So 100%. we completely different than how it is. We didn't have car seats. If you fell out, too bad. You wipe yourself off and you're good to go. We we would go on road trips. No, my all my brothers and I, who would by the way like wrestle and do all sorts of shit. Like no seats. It just was that we would just pull it out. It was blankets. You'd be like you said in in the windows all over the place. I mean, it was such a different thing. And then God forbid, don't tell anyone. We would drink out of garden hoses. Oh gosh, <laughs> garden hoses. That never forget the taste of it. Yeah. Oh, it's delightful yeah. taste. Um, it's the t- you know what it is? It's the taste of summer. 
It's uh, the taste of summer. But that initial, like, that hot swig first, you got to let it run. <laughs> you got to let it run oh, for you, yeah. <laughs> you definitely do. Um, okay, we got another hand up. Great to hear from my Beavers unit, as always. And and by the way, side point, I, I, I have three timeouts left, right? This is actually your second, so you got one left. Did I call a timeout right? No, no you haven't. You got two. Yesterday. Yeah, you got two left. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't you stop it. All um, my days blend together. I'm sorry. So, <clears throat> she's right. We love everyone being where they are. Um, X Spaces is great. There's there's different engagement there. It's new to us. We're still we're still learning it and 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 trying to do a good job. And we love all of your engagement and participation there. Uh, the Drew crew is rowdy and super fun over on Rumble. There's folks on YouTube and Facebook. I mean, they're they're everywhere. So pick your spot. But the nice thing is, is you can do both. The only thing you have to understand is if you're doing X space with one of the video platforms is the video is going to be 90 seconds behind. Yeah. Actually, probably more like 89. Because it's about a one second delay on Twitter, right? Yeah, just, uh, kind of. Yeah, yeah. That none of that matters. But my favorite part about the rumbles when they start swapping recipes, and you know, I'm like, can you send that to producer? Oh gosh, like, yeah. it's so good. Like, it's- you want to eat like a king? You go to Barb's house. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't actually go to Barb's house. We're not giving her address. No. But but Barb just Barb ask her for a recipe and yes. she'll send it. Uh, we got another hand up, Samuel. Yeah, I just wanted to correct the record that I'm not I'm not offended by any word. My Beavers unit, I can't remember the guy who was offended by that word. Son of Ton. And I want to offer this thought. All the oh, yeah, Samuel's no pussy. I'm no pussy. I'm not offended by pussy. I'll, we can use any language. I, I like it. And, and the, the word I want to offer is fracture. That's what we have to do to our communities. All the fun that we're talking about, and notice this, like, Pizza Hut it could get me going for a million miles, soccer games, orange slices, all of that relies on small communities where everybody knows everybody. There's a good, there's a, everybody lives in the trust tree, right? That's how you have that kind of fun again. I don't think we were meant to live in these giant cities and way too many of us are piled in on each other and we don't know anybody anymore. No, I agree. And you know, what's interesting? Like I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent, but I a hundred percent agree. And again, I love your voice. I'm going to send you an invite. If you could just come read me a bedtime story tonight, I hope that doesn't cross a line, but you, you, <laughs> it might be a little like, weird, but well, I mean, whatever it's, yeah, it's we'll, we'll just lean, we'll lean into it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you though, Samuel. I think that that is such a good point. And, and the small community thing is where it's at. And I think one of the problems we're facing, facing, facing is, um, I love when you kill a point and you add a in there. Um, but no, I think one of the problems we're facing, and even on a spiritual level, I was listening to someone talk about this on a, on a spiritual level um, not too long ago, and it was talking about scripturally speaking, and I'm not going to take us all the way down this, so don't, don't everyone worry if you don't want to go there, but they were talking about kind of the same concept, but from, from Christianity talking about how we've got this big, crazy world now. Right. And we've got access to all of it with the internet, social media, the news. So we get super panicked and crazy about the stuff happening here on a national level and stuff happening on an international level, war, famine, all of these things. And you as a person, we as a person, as people want to try and fix all those things. And it's a lot for our heart it's like it's it's sensory overload, and that's not really how we were designed. All that to say, I think we were really designed and, and the way things were supposed to be, I know they're not that way anymore. We all do. That's what we're talking about is we were supposed to be in this kind of village or community mindset where you do look out for each other. You do these things together, and whether it's a faith thing or just a community thing, a fundraising thing, a political thing, whatever it might be, 
I'm 100% on board with you, and I think that's where we are. And it is, it is, it is overwhelming to take in all we do. I mean, literally every day I wake up, I pour a cup of coffee, and I dive into the news and want to go right back to bed. It's like, this is a lot, man. This is a lot. And I've seen a lot, the shit that I've done, which I'm thankful for. But it's also, I've just got a heavy heart. I've got a lot in there. And you look at it all, and it's like, wow, this is a fuck ton. This is a fuck ton for all of us to take in. And that's part of the reason, too, why we have, and we all have a lot of friends who are like, I just don't do it. I don't partake. It's like, okay, you can't do that because you have to know what's going on. But I also get it because you weren't, you weren't, and I wasn't, and none of us were really designed to have this kind of like fire hose in the mouth kind of a, a moment i would argue the fire hose is in the mouth and in the butt Yikes. it's a it's a first we were on hand trains connection. and now we're well de- you know i mean we got this thing is derailing it's, de- it's derailing fast wow. <laughs> it, sure, it sure is but uh, but but your point your point all that to say your point is so on 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 the mark because i i think that's that's it like we we have gone away from that that's not and then there's parts of america who you go and you see that and you're jealous like I've, I've done um, some st- we've done some cool shoots for Mammoth Nation for some of the commercials in some of these small towns and you go there and you spend a couple days and you interact with them and there's still politics and stuff that gets that you know bleeds into society there and there's some division but it's like holy crap this is what I remember like there's there's some pockets in this country who still live life the way that we all used to live it. And it's so refreshing. And I'll always be on the phone talking to my wife, like, we're moving here. And, and she's like, no, we're not. I'm like, yeah, you're right. We're not. <laughs> but it's so cool to see other people doing it I right. I think you sent me a text last time. You're like, we're, we're moving there. I'm like, you and me? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you know, whatever. I just get excited. I get excited easily. I'm a peak too sooner in terms of my emotions. But... <laughs> Um, <laughs> you're, you're you're like Chris Canyon when he when he fired his manager James Vandenberg. <laughs> you, you pull out the most random ass. That's Canyon. What, what Canyon was? No Mortis. one's gonna know who that is, Tom. What's that? I said nobody's gonna know who that is. Come on. It was Mortis. Do you know Mortis? <laughs> no one knows Mortis either. Yeah. We, yeah. Can I can I throw something at you guys real quick? And it yes. goes into what Tom was saying and Disco and you. Like, when we, you know, and I guess I pissed everyone off by calling people pussies, and I'm still not apologizing. But at the same time, when we talk about that, seven-year-old me was in elementary school in second grade, third grade, whenever it was, making ashtrays for my parents. Hell yes. <laughs> we were making ashtrays at seven years old for our parents. And now we have a society that's like, oh my God, he said the word pussy. What, whatever will we do? It, it's unbelievable that this is where we're at. We, we literally were a society that, that that just gave no fucks. And now uh, we're offended by anything and everything. And it's, it's just, it's mind numbing to me. And I go back and I'm like, man, I wish I had those ashtrays I made because those things would be legendary right now. You know what? I think I'm going to my mom's house for dinner this weekend. And I think she still has one of the ones. I mean, she doesn't smoke. She never did. But I'll use it for for smoking cigars or something. Because that's so true. The the deeper point of what you're making, not just the ashtray point there. 
Uh, Chad's hair looks great tonight. It's on point. <laughs> right. Hey, hey can we bring shit. Chad in for a second? Yeah, he's in. He's here. Yeah, so, Chad, oh, there he is, you sexy bitch. I um, got that shit done at the beer at <laughs> Neptune's Net yesterday. Had a beer, did my hair. Now I got the friggin' seat. I got problems. You had, you had a beer while you were doing your hair. So, they're doing that for guy places, too? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Did you Called see Neptune's me eating a chicken wing last night? Yeah, was that a chicken wing? It looked like no, pizza. That he, thing he was the, the biggest party. chicken wing ever. Oh, it was yeah, a pizza party. Pizza. Like, so he was down in front of the camera, like right in the camera, just that? eating yeah. wings, but it never cut to him, so he didn't well, see it. I've seen you do some shit. I call it out, man. I mean, you twerked once. You got some junk in Zy truck, son. You know, it's funny because so when I was twerking for you, I didn't know I was twerking yeah. for you um, because in, and people are like, what happens? Yeah, well, a lot of shit happens in this studio. Uh, which is dumb because there's cameras everywhere, but I didn't know. I just, I just literally, now I do stuff for you um, just to try and arouse <laughs> you before the show. But, but I didn't know that day. And I'm like, for some reason, something's playing the music's tra- it probably, it probably wasn't even music. I was probably just twerking, but, but I was doing it. And disco was like, Oh, I think Chad loved that. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> And he was no, like, he can see everything you're doing right now. I was like, how? But the one of the ways we have it set up, he can. He can see everything. So now I know. So now it's just foreplay. And then the next time you're here, we'll we'll figure out where it leads. Well, what sucks is you can't see me when you're, you know, like you were talking about the hose. And I was over here going, <laughs> you know. And yeah, I can't give nothing back. I just keep getting pimp slapped with you. And it's like, I, if I don't get to play, it's like, this is just, it's it's weird foreplay at this point. It is. What I was saying last night, I walked out of the studio shortly after. And by the way, I watched that clip of you and Manus. <laughs> the horse, which, oh my gosh. That Holy shit. Oh, that was so good. Oh, by the way, Chad, you're welcome for that clip. <laughs> yes. It was epic. I hated you yesterday because I had this vein come out of my head. It didn't go away till like 11. I gave myself a headache. I laughed so damn hard. And poor Rob, I think he pissed himself. Rob, I, he, Rob he actually had a great time, and then his guest showed up early, and I was like, we're, oh, we're yeah. going to lose his guest. We're, we, it's over. Like he's Rob's going to be guestless today. That's what's going to happen. But the guy's running for Congress, and <laughs> Disco flicks the wrong button. And I'm like, hey, guy. <laughs> you're live what's great is like we you know we were the the hub of the network here and and in terms of the studio and all these things happen and and like last night i, I was like i'm this is dumb i'm i'm eating chicken wings in front of chad and i'm supposed <laughs> to be being professional here and then we bring on a person running for congress who watches a horse just sodomize no he watched the diaper the oh, starbucks the starbucks yeah. diaper that's right yeah <laughs> the guy stuck thing. the the you know the the foaming thing right up his ass it was i'm never going i've never went to starbucks but there's some weird shit going on over there <laughs> Yeah, he put an entire vente in his in his diaper, bro. He did. He did. He definitely did. Um, all right, folks. We're know. gonna head to the post show press conference. You're gonna stick around after the post show press conference for this fine individual right here named Chad Caton <laughs> for RVM Roundup. We political um, sexy, very sexy. We, I, I don't know what made the cut tonight. I didn't see the final cut list, but I did send some, some interesting. There was some. The, the, they made them in. Okay, so, <laughs> so yeah, have fun tonight, Chad. Love you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to head to the post show press conference. Thanks for all of your engagement everywhere. X Spaces, Rumble, YouTube, Facebook, Getter, other platforms that I don't even know where we're going, but I know they're sending us somewhere. I think we're still on CloudHub somewhere too. Are we really? Is, anyways, we. Um, so we appreciate you being here. Hit that like button on the way out. 
stick around or if you're not on RVM Rumble, head to RVM Rumble for the roundup. I promise you, you will enjoy it. Thanks to everyone. Couch, thanks for being here as well, brother. We'll look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow, Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern. We'll be here for three hours. We'll have some fun. We'll be inappropriate and probably, you know, run the risk of losing our show altogether. We hope you have a great night. Be safe. Be smart. Be free. And now, get ready for the This Is My Show post-show press conference. Sponsored by Colon Sports, the new frontier in electrolyte replacement and removal. <coughs> oh, man, I got to tell you, so we... We had a lot of stories we were going to try and get to there uh, in C Block, which is our third hour. That's what we call the third hour C Block. And we just had so much fun in X Spaces and some of the different chats and, and the engagement was great. So thank you to you guys for distracting us. And then you give us even, I mean, you give us not even an inch, you give us a, a millimeter and we will take things so far off course around here as as we did yet again uh but it was fun day we're looking forward to doing one more with you tomorrow thursday 3 p.m eastern to 6 p.m eastern uh and then of course we got coin club on friday 11 a.m for coin club members but let's get to i know we're running behind let's try and squeeze two three questions in here i'll start over here good afternoon drew benjamin beam boston pride daily hey ben so drew here's my question for you and this whole talk about this silly little continuing resolution thing that's happening in, in Washington, D.C. And you had this woman on there, of, I believe from South Carolina, Nancy Mace. Yeah. She's a very, very attractive female. Is she single? She is, I believe, engaged. Um, remember, she was talking about getting grabbed by the hips. She had a pretty feisty little uh, prayer breakfast. Not, not single per se, but she's not married yet, so she's not locked up, Ben. You could you could still swoop in. Well, I am married, but there's something about her that just warms my cockles. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I do. Okay, so with this resolution, is it is this tied to the Biden impeachment inquiry? No, not no, not really. So uh, if they shut down the government, then the 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 impeachment inquiry doesn't shut down too. Well, I see what you're saying there, but yeah, I mean, uh, in in some regards, sure, but but the 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 biggest issue, at least within the the GOP and the internal fighting that's happening there, is Kevin McCarthy and him breaking promises. Um, and and just the frustration from the Freedom Caucus with him. And there's a lot of layers to it, right? But but I think a lot of it right now is is battling there and McCarthy not owning up to it, people kind of stalling on the vote, saying we're not going to vote unless we get everything we want and you do what you said you were going to do. Uh, so I, I think it has a lot to do with that. But sure, sure, there would be some implications there. But again, a government shutdown, not the end of the world. People get all panicked about it. Like, what are we going to do? The, the key things stay online. You remember how bloated our government is and how many useless people are working there. And some of you are not useless. If you're listening, understand that. I used to work there, too. I've got lots of friends who still work there. But we all know there's a lot of them that are. So you you have non-essential stuff go offline. Um, the, the essential stuff does. Certainly uh, the investigation into Biden is not going to be deemed essential. But, but it, everything will turn back on. Yes, Vladimir Moskovskaya, Russian standard. Yeah. Very quick question. Yeah, you promised that you were going to talk about um, Russia's thorn in this side, Zelensky. Uh, 
please elaborate on Zelensky? I I when did I promise that? You was on the docket of the show. You never talked about it. Well, we you know Vladimir shit happens, right? I mean, this isn't fucking Russia. We we ran into some things. We had some fun. We had some bourbon. You guys were vodka folks. We're we're bourbon folks here. Um, so we we didn't get into the Zelensky stuff. He's 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 over there. He had a sit down. We we're going to talk about, and maybe this will appease you. And if it doesn't, then so be it. But we we were going to talk about how he sat down with CNN's Wolf Blitzer, and there was a conversation that happened between the two. You know, Zelensky saying, you know, it was talking about peace. Zelensky saying, I'd love to hear Trump's plan. Trump says he can end it and, and bring peace. And to be clear, Trump can't bring peace in 24 hours, like he's saying. But I think he, he wouldn't have let this happen for sure. Would have been a different outcome and could be a different outcome now. But he wanted that and then said he wanted peace. The, the key point we were going to hit on is he said he wanted peace, was willing to talk about it, though not one off-ramp has been offered to Putin in Russia. And that's not us being a Russian sympathizer. Just, that's just us being practical uh, not one off ramp has been offered to peace and saying he would consider it, but he will not give up any territory. So there was there was essentially no give. We were going to get into that. Um, let's take one last question. Hey, uh, it's me, Teddy Tanqueray hey, from Teddy, TED Talks. How you been? Yeah, you know, it was just, you know, I'm awesome to be here. Thank you. I'm very excited to be back. I wasn't allowed here for a while. Um, I guess there was this mess up with um, someone named Nancy, and I was not allowed in, but she was supposed to be not let in. Hmm. And uh, and so I'm just thank you so much for letting me back in because I thought I, you know, I thought I'd cross some lines. Uh, you yeah, know, no, you were no, you, you've always been very. Uh, it was excitable. weird. It was weird. They kept showing her picture, but they said you, you're not allowed in. It was weird. So, um, they, they, uh, oh gosh, it's Nancy. Teddy, kiss no, me. No. Kiss me. I don't want to kiss you. Stop. Stop. Lick my freckles. No, no, no. Oh, lick my freckles. Oh, don't do it. Oh, lick my freckles. No. no. <laughs> What's going on? Drew. <laughs> lick my freckles. No. Lick Stop. my freckles. No. <laughs> That escalated quickly. cronies have lost over $3 trillion of America's retirement savings in 2022 alone. With inflation running rampant and the stock market crashing, do you have a plan to protect your wealth? Our friends at American Alternative Assets help you protect your retirement savings by rolling over your IRA or 401k into a gold IRA. Fact is, you can hold physical gold and silver in your retirement account while maintaining its tax-deferred status. Visit protectfrombiden.com 
wealthprotectionguide.com today to get your free wealth protection guide. This guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A-plus and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Welcome to 